à tous, bienvenue dans le podcast de l'entraide où deux diplômés en cinéma discutent de films classiques, emblématiques et obscurs d'autrefois. Étaient vos autoscars W. Fitchett. Et Robbie Tweedale. There we go. And that is how we'll intro in this episode. Jesus Christ, uh, right, we're, right, we're off to a bagger if that's what we're doing. That is fantastic stuff. Uh, Hi, everyone. Hello. And I also want to preface this by saying this is the latest we filmed in a very long time. This it is. is. It's currently 23 past 7 in yeah. the evening. 23 minutes past late. my goddamn bedtime, I'll tell you that much. Oh, hey, oh, hey, I, think oh. you made that ex- I think you made that exact joke. I probably, when I probably we, did when we, we did the <laughs> New Year's like one. The, yeah, the yeah the one where we did the top ten like films yeah. of uh, 2020. Yeah, no, this this one it, it, it's not massively late time, but I also want to preface this as like I have got I got back today from yeah. traveling from the south of the country up to the north. Um, I was yeah, not just... driving, but also I got back at like I think like what was it, like two o'clock, one o'clock ish. Yeah, like, not, like, t- not too bad. So you know, so you know, did, I've, did you have a good time? I did. It was very good. Nice. Very good. Excellent. I visited fam visited family. The only reason why you would go to Swindon. True. <laughs> Accurate. It's, it's, it's a, the best way I could describe Swindon is if it's like it's a lo- it's a load of dual carriageways that take you to not interesting places. Well, that sounds thrilling. You're That's you're really I, you're really selling it, man. Hey, I don't. Hey, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not the guy. That's trying to sell it. I'm oh, just simply okay. saying how it is. I met my, um, I met the newest member, uh, the newest newest member of the uh, the family. My cousin, his his son. I met his son. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's absolutely, absolutely adorable, absolutely yeah. adorable fella. He's, he's got a full head. Of, he, he was born in July, and he's got like a full of. He's basically got a full head of hair now. What a legend! My God. Yeah. So he's, he's just like. There, he's brilliant. Good on him. Yeah, yeah they're great. No, they're got... great until they can talk. Oh, he's already got things. He's, he's, oh, I really? Tell he, I can already tell he's going to have everything to say because he's very. Uh, da, 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 yeah. da, da, da. He's very that already. Yeah, my mum. Nice. My mum very, very much so was uh, the one holding him. Nice. And then she get. Then she realised that she had a cup of coffee that was made, but she hadn't got to it at that point. So she gave him to me. Oh God. And how that worked out was he was in my arms for a bit mm. and I was sat down. Then he started crying. So I, st- I thought, okay, I'll stand up. You know, I'll do like the rock in motion thing. Mm-hmm. And then he chilled out for like a bit. He was staring up at the light. Like that wasn't on, but he was just staring up at the ceiling, just fascinated by something. I don't know. Whatever, yeah. whatever that. Why whatever babies he, think about. Whatever he was like do- doing in his head and then like it didn't take massively long till he once again started crying i was like i uh, this isn't gonna this i can't do this right <laughs> so, uh, so then my mom once again took him back Excellent. so i just so i just drew my attention to the dog that was there nice she, she loved, so yeah she I, was lovely i used to get uh made fun of when my nephew was first born because they kept saying that i used to hold him like a bomb so i didn't know what to do <laughs> i didn't I, I, like... I just kind of held him like that and uh <laughs> no one can see the kind of motion i'm doing you know uh if you're just an audio listener the way that Rafiki holds Simba at the beginning of Lion King, that's kind of the vibe. That's that's how my cousin that's how my cousin handed his son off to his wife when he realized he had a full nappy. He was like, 
They go. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, good time, good time. And now I'm back here. Excellent. And then I realized at the time recording this as well, I'm literally in a, a college tomorrow morning. Oh, really? Presenta- giving a presentation on black and white films. So oh, I'm nice. literally doing that. <laughs> I'm literally so oh, yeah. doing that as well. Uh, but yeah. Joke's on you. Me. I'm going rock climbing tomorrow. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be great. Uh, yeah. yeah. Big, big weeks all around for us, like it? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. Again, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what I can talk about and what I can't, but uh, new, yeah. a new thing happening in my life on Wednesday. Rather exciting. Nice stuff. Uh, if stuff. I if when I find out I can say anything more, I I will. Because <laughs> at the minute yeah. I don't want to risk anything. And that's perfectly fine. Oh, do you know what else happened? I was I would just say this as well. Literally, I'm in Wagamama on the Friday having mm. dinner in Swindon, and then I get a message from someone being like, "Hey, we're all back at Oakroyd. We're having a games night. Do you want to come round?" I'm like, "I'm literally not in town." <laughs> why Why would you do this? But it's like the one time I'm not in town, the w- literally the one time yeah. I'm not I'm not in Hartlepool, and then I get invited. <laughs> it's but just I, I, absolute sods law, isn't it? I had, I had a question, by the way, which is going to yes. be, um, I'm going to add another person into the catalogue of uh, mystical people that may or may not exist that we talk about on this podcast. Have oh, yeah. I missed Tyler's birthday? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, no, neither do I. Because I saw it. He's doing like a. He's doing one of them things where for his birthday he wants people to donate to a, a charity thing. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Which, which good on you, Tyler. Um. So I don't. I didn't know if it had already been his birthday. If I've missed that. If so, I feel real bad. I don't think it has because I haven't. So I mean, no, I... surely not. No. Hang on. I love that guy. I, I don't... Uh, <laughs> no, we're fine. Okay, good. We're good. Thank God. <laughs> I had a quick check there. I was like, no, surely not. No, yeah. yeah. It would be bad if we both had. And we both realised. Let's do this. God bless go. so, so, Angus, when you are listening to this, just make sure to uh, pass on the message that... We 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 didn't forget Tyler's birthday. Yeah, just uh, ma- yeah, just make sure that he knows that I'm thinking of him, uh, but not as much as I should be doing because I didn't realize if it was his birthday or it wasn't. So, <laughs> so you know, good on you. Have fun at uni, suckers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> couldn't be me. <laughs> One final yeah. Wheel. It's exciting yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, it fly, flies by. It really, <laughs> it, re- it really does fly by. <laughs> take, it, it, take all that advantage of it that you can because it's awful as soon as you finish. I feel like we did as well. Like thinking back, you know, like how I always said, like I never want to like look back at uni and be like, yeah. oh, I don't think I really did anything. I think for that third year, that final year, I think we did. We <laughs> really we branched made... out and talked to people, didn't we? I feel like we made up for the fact that we were in a pandemic for most of the for yeah. most of oh, our definitely. first two years. I think that yeah. our third year was such a big like we did we did we did plenty. Yeah, we I did we say. did we did bits. We went out and about. Yeah. We ventured outside yeah. of Hartlepool. That was exciting. Oh, we'd yeah, literally never done that before <laughs> third year, which is ridiculous because there's nothing in Hartlepool. <laughs> No, yeah, but we. I remember we talked loads. It's like, oh, we should all go to Newcastle. We should all do that. We yeah. didn't do Newcastle. We did Middlesbrough. We did Middlesbrough. <laughs> we still need to do Newcastle. I'll, I'll, we I'll, do. I was talking to Leo about it. I saw Leo this week. Um, mm. He came to Cottingham for an evening. And him and Elise were saying that I need to come to Hartlepool. So I, I will do it we at do. one weekend soon. I we promise. 
One weekend yeah. in the next like month or so, I will be up. Yeah. Well, I know. Um, I nearly got in the last wrestling show. If I if I literally had any other means of getting back to Hartlepool, I would have done this. But I got invited by someone. Be like, hey, do you want to do it? Come on a night out. I went. No, I can't. I can't. Bro, sorry. <laughs> There's, there's no, there's, there'll be no way for me to get back to Hartlepool unless I pay ridiculous amounts of money for yeah. a taxi. Yeah, no. <laughs> so like, no, not tonight. Sorry, but yeah. Oh, bless so, you. But but if I have Leo with me, yeah, I can then just have that excuse in the sense of like, well, he can, he's the lift. Yeah, that's Leo. <laughs> he wouldn't be drinking then if that's the case. Yeah, exactly. Put <laughs> drag him along and make him not drink. See how happy he is. <laughs> Castle night out. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> oh God, bless him. Uh, but yeah, with, yeah with our with our general evening chit chat to one side, we'll probably yes. have more of that within the intermission section. How yeah. about we get on to this week's film, Robbie? Hell yeah, man! We're... And this week's film. Oh, before I get started. Oh yeah. I need to remember just to keep saying these things. Mm. Uh general housekeeping uh we've got uh if you go in the description there's obviously uh links to everything that you need yeah for man. intermission uh maybe the instagrams uh that's where either you can see the two of us uh either letterbox and instagram and also just the intermission generally that's where news of the intermission is posted and that's where you can find out what films we are going to be talking about each week as well as there's time codes in the description so in case you want to know what a, where what topics are getting discussed at a certain point for example you'll be if you were watching last week's episode and you might have been like wow two and a half hours on the sword of doom that's really weird if you check the time code you would know we only talked about the sword of doom for half of the episode oh really <laughs> but, yeah, that, that was a that was a that was long a fat intermission. It was a, it was a hefty intermission because of me having to recap D23. Just all of it. I had to recap an entire weekend in about 15 minutes. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so yeah, there's that as well, but probably won't be that instance this time. No, around. probably not. I have nothing um, to talk about. <laughs> I've actually seen a film in within the past week. I've oh, actually nice. went to the I went to the cinema so I can talk about something within the intermission oh, stay tuned for that uh but also in the description as well as always there are mental health links in the description uh for all that stuff whether if you are in a rough place or if you know someone who is in a rough place i feel like that I, we need to say that a bit more as well if you feel yeah. like you have a mate who is or like a close one a close one a close one who mm. is in it who is uh in a certain place that they don't feel like they can get out of. It's a very, it's a very difficult time being that person if you are in that place because you're not actively looking for things. If you're a mate or someone close to that person, um, be respectfully uh, approachable to them. I'll say that. Yeah, I'll say that. So yeah, links in the description below for mental health, for information and general help uh, and all that stuff. Uh, again, those links are not the solution, but they're the first step to solving your problems. Um, and with that being said, Robbie, yes. let's, get, let's get on to this week's uh, film of discussion. And this week's film we're talking about is the 1964 romantic musical The Umbrellas of Cherbourg. Uh, the film is directed by Jacques Demy and written by Jacques Demy with music by uh, 
Michel Legrand. Uh, the film stars uh, Catherine Deneuve, uh, Nino Castellanovo, uh, <laughs> Anne Vernon, Marc Michel, Ellen Farner, uh, Muriel Perret and Marc Michel. Uh, plus synopsis of the film according to IMDb is a young woman separated from her lover by war faces a life-altering decision. Uh, yeah, that's a fair one, but I, I don't I, know. I, fancy. I guess. I guess. I, guess, <laughs> yeah. I suppose. Uh, accolades the film holds, it has a 97% on the tomato meter and an audience score of 87% on Rotten Tomatoes. It has a 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb and a score of 4.1 out of 5 stars on Letterboxd. And Damien Chazelle bloody loves it. Uh, yes, and <laughs> other... The accolades that it holds is that it was nominated for one Grammy Award for Best Original Score Written for a Motion Picture or Television Show. It was nominated for one Golden Globe for Best Foreign Language Film. It was nominated and won three awards at the Cannes Film Festival, including the Technical Grand Prize, the OCIC Award, uh, tied with Barren Lives, and also won the Palme d'Or at that year's Cannes Film Festival. And it was nominated for five Academy Awards, including Best Foreign Language Film, Best Adapted Music, Best Original Score uh, for Michel Legrand and Jacques Demi. Uh, nominated also for Best Original Song for the song I Will Wait For You. And it was also nominated for Best Original Screenplay for Jacques Demi. And as Robbie said, Damien Chazelle's all-time favorite film. Apparently uh, so, yeah. He, he claims it to be, in his opinion, the greatest film ever made, which is interesting to me. Mm. And uh, my opinions on this film... Robbie, yes. is that uh, I? It's a film that uh, I like a lot. Uh, I don't know if I would say I could love this film uh, as such because I don't know. Um, but it's a film that I uh, score very highly to me. Uh, like two summers ago, or it might be last summer. It was yeah, it was last summer. I bought the Jacques Demi Criterion box set, so I just almost went. I just binged a load of Jacques Demi films, and obviously this is within that. Set. This was like the third film in it. And it's a film that I like quite a bit. Uh, watching it today, this is the second time I've watched it, and watching it today, it's a film that I realized I like it more as it goes on. Like, I'm not massively high on the first part, and then we keep going, if I'm being perfectly honest. I like the end. I like the end of the first part, in all honesty, I like, but basically, I like the the best part of the film is like the ending. I think to me, like it's it's a film that it's a film that the weakest point is the beginning and the strongest point is the end. And it to me, it just keeps it's that type of thing with it. I'm a big fan of uh, how it's made. I like it's I like the general look of this film. It's a film that's very aesthetically pleasing that we will probably discuss a lot about. A yes. uh, film that I like I like quite a bit. Um, but nothing. But no, I don't. It, it's not my favorite Jacques Demi film. I will say that my favorite being the Young Girls of Rochefort, another musical that he did. Uh, that film, more of a conventional musical than this film, which is mm. more stylized like an opera, where literally every single bit of dialogue is sung. Yes, um, which is interesting. It's, it's an interesting decision. And you, Robbie, and I will before you tell me your views on this. Yes, I want to see if I how. 
how close, how accurate I am at guessing your opinions on uh, this. Oh, yes. I, okay. I am genuinely curious as to what you're going to say here. And this was so I was start, and it was as I was watching this film, I was almost like partially thinking to myself, imagine you watching this film. <laughs> so this is what I am gonna say. So Robbie yes. it, Robbie is a massive fan of La La Land. And the only reason why I mention that is because Damon Chazelle was very vocal how much he loves the Umbrellas of Cherbourg and how and he stayed how much that film basically influenced La La Land massively. I think if you're watching this film purely for that reason, you'll be sorely disappointed is all I'm saying. And and <laughs> I think Damien Shell has fucked this film for a lot of people is all I'm saying. Mm. Um, and I think Robbie's uh, uh, thought about this film is he didn't like it. I ca- and Robbie, what's your opinions on the Umbrellas of Cherbourg? <laughs> fucking sucks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, you know, I... I as I said, big fan of La La Land. Um, and, you know, I, I, I've been wanting to watch this. Well, I've been told to watch this quite often, mostly by you, being like, damn, she's all really like, so she should watch this. And so. I, I want to say, I want, I want say as well, I'd be more like, I'd be more of a promoter of Jacques Demi's filmography yes, as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'd be more just like, yeah. watch this guy's stuff, you, you know, and all that. Um, and so, you know, I, I wasn't going into this with any pretense, I wasn't expecting it to be like La La Land. Um, like the original La La Land, you weren't like. Yeah, well, I wasn't being like, well, let's see what you know, what inspiration Damien Chazelle took from it. I'll tell you what Damien Chazelle took from it: the colors and the costumes. That's it. That's that's like story wise, um, a bit of a tragic romance, a bit of like a doomed romance is what I, he also I, took I, from that. But that's not. But that's not solely this film though. That's like, yeah. the doom rom- This the doom romance doesn't belong to this film. It's yeah, <laughs> and, and and I will stay before I start to um to probably slander this film for the next hour um i i it looked real nice i'll give it that cinematography wise this film looks incredible like it looks uh, so good um but but one thing that i will say coming off the um the uh, accolades the film holds section of the of the podcast um is that it baffles me that it won um best original song at anything it was nominated nominated but yes okay well, because the whole film feels like the same song. It's yeah, just no, it's just one hour and a half long song that has no chorus. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's it's an again it's, it's 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 an opera. Yeah, it's a, it's a film. It's a film opera. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, I, I don't I, mean I don't mean that like the music is opera, opera music. I mean that like when you go and see an opera, it's that's just what opera is. It's just singing <laughs> it's yeah. just people singing the dialogue yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the the what i think what doesn't help this film for me what i think is the biggest the biggest thing that irritates me wholeheartedly um is the characters uh basically it's basically the writing i oh. i i hated all the characters and there isn't a story uh. a bit nobody learns anything yeah, no, I can, she, I can see that. She, the main characters start off madly in love, and then one of them goes away, and the other one is sad because she has no character traits apart from liking the boy. And then they come back, but she's married someone else in the meantime for some reason, even though she could have not. There was nothing. There was no turning point which made her be like, I need to marry this man, actually. There was nothing like that. She just does because she does. I don't know. Uh, he comes back, and then because she's married someone else, he's real sad. 
Um, and he just wanders about punching people or whatever and shouting at people. And then <laughs> and going into a washing machine shop that's clearly trying to open and then getting told to move because they're trying to wheel things in. And he's like, what about it? Why have you gone in there? I don't know. I don't know Cause why. Because that, that was the uh, the umbrella store. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, that was not made clear to me. <laughs> and then he... Um, then she's settled for someone that she doesn't like and had a kid. And then he settles for someone that he doesn't like and has a kid. And then the movie ends. <laughs> and nobody lands. So like anything. how La La Land ends. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But like, am I right, lads? Am I right? <laughs> no, no, you're not right. Because, because I know, I know. It makes sense for the characters in La La Land to not end up together. It's better for both of them if they're not together by the end. In this, there is no reason anyone does anything. They're just not together at the end because they're not. I don't know. I want to say as well, that's basically going to be the only comparison of La La Land. We're not doing a whole, like... That's not what this is. That's not yeah. what this is. I, I saw, like, one video where it's like, oh, La La Land and Umbrella share a Borg. Is it plagiarism or inspiration? It's like, it's just clearly influenced. It's just, There's no yeah. plagiarism. Like, it like, just clearly it's is that. Ryan, Ryan it's, Gosling it's, at the end of the movie is wearing a suit that he wears in this at one point. They're wearing a similar suit. No, oh, yeah, but again, it's like... Right, it's yeah, like, yeah, it's I, not... The right. characters aren't similar. The story is nothing. We may as well get this. We may as well just get that out of the way with now, because obviously this is what people might think of the, the this thing will be. Right? Yes. Yes. Straight. Yes. It's a musical, and so is La La Land. Yeah. Yes. That, that's what that is. The color palette is also very similar. Yes, it is. Yes. I mean, it's pretty much identical. The color palette is all I'm saying. Yes, yes it is. And yes, there is a romance in this, and, it, and and there's a romance of two, you know, you know, people who are whimsically in love with each other. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yes, I, yeah. yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's a romance story. That's also another thing it has in common with La La Land. Yes, that, yes. that's what it is. And the and the dude he wants to basically open his own place that's also a similarity i have so seb, many i have so many questions about the ending of this film seb seb wants to open a jazz bar Guy wants to open a gas station he wants that's to open the an, similar- a, a, and boy would you not forget that it's an so garage <laughs> it's an so garage okay it's so everywhere and there you go but those are literally the only similarities in this yes entirety of anything between La Land and uh, Umbrella Shareborg. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's it. Yeah. Um, Umbrella Shareborg, from my thing with this, is that I think it's. I'm also not sure if this is the best Jacques Demi to start with in terms of watching Jacques Demi films. Oh, God, what you, have you done to me? <laughs> which you all might be wondering Oscar, why did you make Robbie? this Robbie's first Jacques Demi film is like, because it's his most like, well, no, that's why. Yes. So I thought like, well, we'll go from there. Cause I'm not being funny. If I, if I went, we're going to watch Lola from 1961. That won't, what's the conversation <laughs> there? What is it? it I have no idea. Cause I don't know what that movie is. It's a really good French new wavy type of film that oh, okay. Jacques Demi did that. Uh, Roland, Roland, Emmerich. Uh, the, the, no, the, the, the flip, the, the the husband of Genevieve. Yes, the one she marries. Yeah, that guy. That, yeah. Act, 
Yeah, he's the main character of the film Lola, and the girl that he talks about in this film uh, yeah. is Lola from the film. He basically tells you what happened in that film. Right, okay. It, it, so it, basically, and Jack Demi had like the, the first he cinematic universe. Makes a, yes, he did. Go and in, that, go and, that, and do you know that one little section where he is talking about Lola, and then we randomly cut to like a sweeping shot of yeah. a location. That's the location in Lola. So that's, oh, okay. so like that, that's what that is. So me watching them in order like that, not realizing there's a connection one bit. Yeah. I see this dude. I'm like, wait, I recognize that actor. And then they say his name, like, wait, that's the same character from Lola. And then he sings uh, about Lola. So to me, I'm it, like, oh, that's cool. That's sweet. That is, that's a nice one. But, but is that, know. is that why he has no characterization in this film? Cause you should have, cause you should have watched whole... the other one beforehand. Kind of, yeah. You got you got his whole character in that film. You got you got everything in there. Damn, <laughs> God damn it! If I hear one filmy person <laughs> praising this movie and then slagging off the MCU because they're like, uh, well, uh, no one gets any characterization. Uh. Yeah, because there's films before and you were fine with it in Umbrellas of Sheerborg. <laughs> you know it. That's not my issues with the MCU. Fuming. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. That's not what I have a problem with the MCU over. Yeah. But, but yeah. But that's what that is. But so, and obviously, and this is Jacques Demy's first go at a musical as well. I think this might have been one of his first proper goes at colour as well. Oh. Which well, he goes all I out, mean, doesn't he? Which I mean, I want to <laughs> say that as well. Like I will say, it, like I think, like obviously, we're quite. We're not we're not on any side with this bollocks film versus digital debate. Neither no. of us are on any side with it. We find it. I will say I find it ridiculous when people are far too purist about film. Yeah, and very anti-digital. I will say that, but I also find it people very dismissive who are very anti-film because I'm like, well, I mean, you know, there's there's, and I will say for a fact, I think this is one of the best examples of film medium cinematography yeah like i I don't think you could recreate this look that authentically in digital in all honesty no because it's got that like it's got that not it's not none of it's like uber sharp no and so everything kind of there's like it smudges and it looks more painterly and you couldn't do that with a digital camera like i think that's the main thing that i walk away from this film a lot and i think i could agree with you in the sense of like um the script isn't very you know there's it, yeah it's, it's not very you know it's very simple i'll put it that way it's a very yeah. simple script but i think what i really engage with this is because one thing i've realized with jacques demi as a filmmaker he is this is gonna be a very weird comparison to everyone okay. when i say this but i kind of get similarities to guillermo del toro in the sense of Guillermo del Toro as a storyteller is very fairy tale like, mm. like, like he seems to gravitate towards making more fairy tale type of stories that are more about whimsy and a bit more taking you to a different world, and it kind of doesn't need to really hold too hard on let's really develop this character because you're not, yeah, you know, you know, I'm not watching. You know, it's like when you're reading like a grim fairy tale or like just a general fairy tale, you're reading it to be like, and then the fairy did this, and yeah. then and then Rapunzel let down her hair, and you're kind of like, 
there for that. Yeah, but what's the motivation? That's what I mean. And I think that's one thing I've kind of realized, especially when watching Umbrella's a Sherbrooke this time around, is like, yeah, I'm not, you don't know anything about Guy or Genevieve. You don't know anything about them. Yeah. But I'm kind of like watched it like, but it's kind of like very typical fairy tale type characters. And I think the style of the film lends to being like that since it's so not in reality. Like mm. it's so, like we're watching a f- world where all the sets are sets. Everything yes. is built. Everything is so like extra color and everything and everyone's singing no so it's like so it's so far removed from even being in reality that to me i can kind of let it get away with Mm. massively being a lack of because at that point i'm not there really investing in them i'm there for the feeling of the film and i think that's where i when it gets to the ending to me that i can Again, if you all know, if you've been a listener to this podcast, you'll know that I am, I I'm a sucker for any type of romance within film and romance. I would say the romance genre, if I would have to say a favorite film genre, which is very, you know, I very <coughs> flip floppy with that. But I consistently would think, oh well, probably the romance genre would be my favorite genre within film, uh, more so just because like most of my favorite films are within that genre anyway. So. Although this doesn't do what a lot of romance films do to me, where, example being, you could look at um, my favorite film of all time, Her, where I'm invested in that romance because I'm so into these characters. That's a very character, like, developed piece to where, like, when anything happens between them, it's yeah. so like a bit it's quite like you know i'm there for the bit of the heartbreak because i'm so into these characters with this film with umbrella's share borg i'm not feeling that for the characters but i'm almost feeling it because i'm almost visually seeing that emotion if you know what i mean yeah like, you're kind of wrapped up in the feeling of it because of the world that jacques demi's created for the characters to operate yeah. in i guess yeah, exactly, exactly. And to me, it is very much so like when we get to that ending and we see Guy and Genevieve look at each other and for the first time in like seven years and everything. And to me, I'm not thinking to myself, oh, Guy and Genevieve, oh my God, they're finally... It's, it's, like, it's like I'm seeing that situation and I'm, fe- and I'm thinking how that would be yeah. in any situation. So I'm kind of like feeling it because Jacques Demy is Jacques Demy is almost bringing to life an emotion as opposed to making a three dimensional character situation, which is one thing I can understand. What I can't remember who said this, but someone said like it might be Dim Chazelle actually. How like Umbrella's a Share Borg is it, it? It could the the how what it achieves it can only be achieved because it's a film. Mm. And I can completely, like, I don't, like, there's been stage adaptions of this. I know that. But I can't imagine this being at all actually replicated watching it on no, stage. But for me, it's like if you remove the, like, stunning cinematography and the colors and, and the way it's all put together, if you remove all that, this this is nothing. Like, if if... <laughs> If it's not a film with the beautiful technicolor and the built sets and all that kind of stuff, this is not anything. 
And I think even the fact of like, again, because you could be like, oh, well, he took from opera because of the style of it. But I think, yeah. like, but the fact he did that within film and the way he did it makes it a lot more interesting. I don't know. Mm. Like, because again, like, I'll say it now. I'm usually very anti this type of musical when every bit of dialogue is sung. I hate Lamers. I think Lamers sucks. <laughs> like, I really don't like that. And it's because everything's sung. And that's and there's a reason why I couldn't get invested in rent because every blinking thing, every everything's a song. Yeah, I'm, like, I, I'm not get, I can't get invested in anything. But I think it's the fact of like, I don't know, because again, it is just so constant that it's like again, it always takes me a bit to adjust when it's yeah. like, like the film starts and it's just like, um, like, is my car done? Yes, it is. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. It, it makes me, re- it makes stay, me laugh. Can you stay over tonight? <laughs> oh, no, I'm busy. Maybe Samuel can. You know, it's, it's, it's like, all right. It's, <laughs> it makes me laugh when they start getting into arguments with it. Because he's like, did you check this man's oil? And he's like, yes, I did. No, you didn't, you little fuck. And all, like, all this kind of stuff. It's just the one oh, bit it's where so he said, it's the one bit where it's like, yay, the boss wants you. Shit. <laughs> yeah, shit. <laughs> it's so good. But like to me, like once we get to like part two, I'm like, well, I know what I I, I get yeah. now. Like I'm, I'm kind of like, it. yeah. And there's like the bits where like the mother's saying one thing, and then Genevieve's saying something, and it's kind of like da 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 that that stuff i I liked quite a lot when when it was like the the actual lyrics of the song itself was escalating the kind of drama of the scene just how they were singing it so that's pretty cool yeah and again it's i don't i I don't think i would want to watch loads of films like this no in all honesty like again it's not my type of musical in Mm. in, to be quite frank like again young girls are rochefort which he did after this film that's my more type of musical where we have breaks and then people start singing and dancing yeah and then and then we're back to the film type of thing where we actually have songs is more my type of musical but oh no i like i don't know i just i think again as i said the film is so fairy tale-esque that i can kind of understand the whimsy and i can get Mm. into it type of thing so this is where i'm kind of like the complete opposite with you in this Mm. is that you know how you said you you think it gets better as it goes along and, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. I so much prefer the first bit of this because at that point, uh, when they are madly in love with each other and they're together, the whimsy and stuff makes sense. It's like it's yeah. all colourful and whimsical and they're together and they're in love and they're having a great time. And then they go away, but the world still stays all colourful and, and we're still singing every line and all this kind of stuff. But we're just following a fucking miserable person for the whole thing. And her, her mum who's bizarre and, oh, and, and, and is just making terrible decisions on her behalf constantly. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just following two unlikable people that I don't care about. But was, but she's like constantly just sad because she only, you know, her, her only characteristic is being in love with Guy. Um, yeah. And so it kind of, it loses the kind of any charm that it previously had in, in part one for me. Right. So yeah, that that's I, I think yeah we're kind of complete opposites on this. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's like, but again, we this is also very telling of how we are anyway. The sense of like yes. you're like 
you're like happily ever after anything, and I'm just yeah. like, no, let let nothing happy happen. Yeah. Everyone's let, let miserable, and that's fine. Just, just let it end. Just let's accept being miserable. It's fine. We can be happy not like this. But, yeah. <laughs> so it's like I find it, and again, it's like I think I always have a difficult time really getting into. Again, I'm always a bit funny when if we're just in seeing a relationship and we're like they're like. Oh, I just it's just isn't just everything wonderful and just oh <laughs> just everything's just like so lovely. I'm like yeah but then I also will say like the age of these characters helps the story to me in the sense mm-hmm. of like when it's like cuz to me I'm like I'm like I'm I'm if if I'm seeing like two people in their mid to late 20s like this I'm like grow up. Yeah. Like, like, West Side story. <laughs> I have no idea how old Tony's supposed to be, but he's an idiot. (laughs) Either way, he's a moron. Go to our West Side Story episode. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, but it's like, it's when it's like, oh, like, Genevieve, like, when the story starts, Genevieve is 17 Mm. and Guy is 20. So I'm like, okay, they're they're both like young morons. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I suppose, yeah. It's like when Genevieve is like, oh, we're going to get married. And he's like, you're an idiot. And she goes, you're pretty docile, but of course you would be like that if you feel like you've met the love of your life type of thing. Yeah, exactly. Which also helps to me when when I'm watching these two just sing songs happily together. and Because I'm like, well, this is not at all how it is or feels at all or anything like that. But I can buy it feeling like that for two young people at this point like two yeah. people like I suppose this. I that kind of helps it. with the melodrama as well yeah. it's it's so melodramatic once he's gone away so a point where I'm kind of like as someone who has lived in a long time in a long distance relationship for quite some time uh, it's, it's not what it's like yeah it sucks but like you're not like falling over and being like oh, yeah. oh. I just can't do anything. I'll probably just die. I'll probably just curl up in a ball and die because you're not because <laughs> you're not here. Like, the film's like, but the film's so like, as you said, it is so melodramatic. It is, it is so like old sixties yeah. cinematic dramatic in that sense, where it is like so like like I mean, we t- we talked a bit about it like in the Philadelphia story episode where we were like, yeah, it's so like that's not how we make films anymore but i feel like that that was kind of what drama was back in yeah. back in the 60s i guess yeah. yeah and again i think and what well, i think especially helps with the fact of like this is so like it's not hollywood it's france but it's so like like whimsy hollywood-esque type of thing where yeah. it's like everything's brightly colored everyone's singing sing song dancey and yeah it, although everyone's not dancey it's not really a, it's not a dancey film it's no it's a, I wish it was. I'm not toe tapping. I was just wait. I was waiting this whole time for a big umbrella dance number. Everyone's spinning umbrellas and stuff. We got the walking in the intro. We got the people. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't (laughs) count. That's just people going about their day. That's nothing. (laughs) One one day I want. One day we might cover singing in the rain. I I wouldn't mind doing that. Yeah, but yeah, but again. If you go to the, again, this is what I mean when I think Damien Chazelle has ruined this for people. Mm. When he's going like, if people are loving La La Land and they're like, "Oh, let's see this film," because I'm not being funny. This is like kind of the first time I heard about the Umbrellas of Cherbourg and like how I first really heard about Jacques Demi when uh, people were kind of like saying, "What films to watch after 
La La Land. So I was like, yeah. you know, like, like, oh, like, there's many influence. Again, La La Land has taken. I just think La La Land just took loads of influences from 50s and 60s musicals anyway. I don't yeah. think La La Land's like specific. I don't think it's well, that's specifically. What you, that's what you set out to make. It's like yeah, saying J.J. Exactly. Abrams making Super 8 and everyone being like, he just took loads of inspiration from Spielberg films because he wanted to make a Spielberg film. Yeah. That was, that's the point. Yeah, yeah, and I think like anyone, like, I know, like, I knew of this film in the sense where people said like, oh, this is kind of like, this is David Chazelle's favorite film and this is the film he kind of blueprinted a lot of mm. this with it. But I don't know, I think it's like, I know we said we won't be comparing at lows, but here I am doing it again. <laughs> and it's and it's a little bit blasphemous uh, to you, what I'm about to say. What? Uh, like, in the, like, right. And again, in, in this regard, and again, keep people stay tuned for when eventually we'll upload the La La Land commentary because there's a lot that will happen. It'll happen one of these days. Sooner than later. I will say yeah. that. I will say sooner than later. Um, but I. I said a lot about my piece with my with the, my thoughts on that film. Yes, and one of my main things with that film was that I couldn't get uh, at all involved with the Seb and Mia relationship. That just was not a thing I could attach myself to at all. I'm at least a little bit more invested in Guy and Genevieve. No, you're I am not. Seb and Mia. No, no, I you're am. Not. no, I am. No, so, I am. So, right? Okay. Apart no, from, and I can uh, tell you now, right? I can tell you now, and as I said, I, I mean, I've already said, like, how I am with this. It's like, these two characters aren't exactly, like, you know, they're not massive, they're not three-dimensional people, but they're not trying to be. This is insanity. Unlike La Land, where they're trying to be three-dimensional. And whereas with this film, and again, and again, I can't explain it. And as I say every time, film is just a feeling to me. I, mm. There's a lot of things where sometimes I could give a very thought out direct answer to why I like a thing or why I don't like a thing. But sometimes I'm like, Oh no, I just have that feeling. And when at the end of La La Land, when Mia and Seba look at each other at the very end and they part ways, I'm just dry in the eyes and emotionally. There's just nothing at all happening with me in that moment. I'm like, okay, sure. Whatever. Whereas like, at least when Guy and Genevieve look at each other for the final time before she goes in the car, I'm a laced a little bit like, oh, no, it's a shame. Okay, okay. That's it. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. The film just does enough of it. It establishes itself enough of as like an emotion by that point to where this is what I mean in the sense. Like I've spent 90 minutes just kind of like, basking in the vision that Jacques Demi is trying to show me. And then when it gets to the end, I've, I've success. I've, I've enjoyed being in the passenger seat with Jacques Demi at this point to where he has successfully taken me to where he wanted me to feel. No, someone, uh, someone in the edit, please insert uh, that clip of Michael Shannon being like heresy. So someone (laughs) someone put that in there, please. Because that's ridiculous. Um, can we can we talk about the ending briefly? Because I I have so many questions about the ending that I want to. Yeah, go on, go on. Okay, so first thing about the ending. Um, so he ma- he marries um, Madeline. Yes. Another character we know nothing about, apart from the fact that she looked after his auntie. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I is she nice? Probably. I don't know. I I, I have no idea. Um. So she seemed it. She goes. She goes off. Um. 
again, it's the 60s, so I can't really complain about this. She leaves the the garage, which they presumably live in, which I'll, I'll get onto that in a minute. So she she leaves. I think I know where this is going, but she, I'll let she, it play out. And she leaves the garage with the boy. Yes, with their yes. child, Francois, or whatever he's <laughs> called, right? He's Francois. They, they, yeah, they leave, right, to go and look at toys in windows. They're going to go see I, Santa. I know it's the nine. Well, that's not what she said. She said we're going to have a look at the toys in the window, <laughs> in the shop right. windows. Well, well, Which, well, I just know because because well, Guy looked at Francois and he was like, "Say hello to Santa from me." So they're gonna. Yeah, I, I, I suppose I'll go see a shop Santa, but also they're like go, they're gonna go to Fedic Window. I, <laughs> they're gonna go to Middleton Grange and see Santa's well. <laughs> but <laughs> but like I mean, is that really what you're taking your son out for? Like that's boring for him, surely. That's what this what? is. This is a very moot point that I'm making. I'm just complaining for the sake of complaining. But I just was gonna ta- say this. Is, I was gonna say this is a very Robbie complaint that's happening right ta- now. Ta- taking your kid out to the to the toy shop to look at the window. They'll just go. Can I have that? No, you can look at it. Now let's go. And that's it. They just go and look at the window. No, but anyway, like, hang on. Anyway, no, you're, so- I'm not gonna get in a bicker about this scenario. <laughs> the scenario that I've fabricated in my head from vague messages given to me by this film. This, so, what's she called? Guinevere? Guinevere. <laughs> yeah. She shows up with her daughter, yeah. Right? Francoise. Fran- Fran- Francoise, or whatever. <laughs> whatever but, the female pronunciation yeah. of Francois is. Yeah. Um, so, and um, Guy comes outside to see and sees that his hair, and then she, go- she gets out of the car instantly and goes... It's cold out here. And he goes, let's go into my office. Leave your fucking daughter in the car, though, with the windows open. Because fuck her, I guess. <laughs> if you can't in front of your daughter go, it's cold, we should go inside. And then leave her in the car. <laughs> with the window open. And it's snowing. <laughs> it's just I a agree. Bad, no, just I, a I don't have an argument. I don't have an argument for that. I don't have an she, ar- she's a bad mum, and he knows that he is the father of that child, so he should at least like he has some responsibility there. So they're both terrible. <laughs> anyway, she takes him inside, and their conversation. I'll I'll do an, a, a a reenactment of what I think the conversation is. You ready? We go. Hello, I was in um. Cherbourg for a reason that is definitely not to see you. And he goes, mm, yeah, whatever. And then she goes, uh, I'm married now with a child. And he says, I am also married now with a child. And she goes, oh, excellent. Are you happy? And he says, yeah, kind of, but not really. And she goes, yeah, me too. And then they leave. And that's, <laughs> and that's how the movie ends. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. They don't talk about anything. They walk in and go, are you married with a kid now? And as an audience member, I go, yeah, yeah, because I've seen this for like the last half an hour. And they go, yes. And then they go, are you married with a kid now? And I go, yes, because I've seen this about an hour ago. And then she goes, yes. And then they go, cool. Well, this is shit. Bye. But they, but they don't need They don't need to say anymore. Yeah, because, because, do you know why they don't need to say anymore? Because it means nothing. Because they haven't what been. Did, to... what, what, what did you want? Any like for the movie to do anything for anyone to have learned any <laughs> to, for anyone to have learned anything by the end. 
They are they are in love and then they split up for a bit and they don't get together and then the movie ends. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. It's it's just a story of like it's a story of young love that didn't end up lasting. That's what it is. It's a story of nothing. No, it's a story of literally what I just said to you right there. Yeah, Robin. but it's, it's a story it of long, be... young love. It's a story of nothing. When you, you, right, it, you can just say that about anything at that point. <laughs> it would, it would be like right. So it's so a picture this Oscar, right? I'm, you know, I'm you've, good, right. I've got you've, my glasses on. You've, you've seen the Lord of the Rings, yes. Once, yeah. Yeah. So imagine if Frodo was given the ring and said, "There's this big grand adventure to go on," and he goes, "Actually, no." And the and Gandalf goes, no worries, takes the ring and takes it to someone else. And those other people go on the adventure. But the rest of the film still follows Frodo. And, th- and then it ends and he doesn't learn anything. <laughs> so what you're saying is you would have liked to follow the war instead. <laughs> I would have liked I would have liked to have followed two people who do anything. <laughs> like, it doesn't <laughs> nothing really happens. You know, I, 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 but if anything, actually, yeah, I would like to follow the war because at least something would be going on. There would be some would've, jeopardy as opposed would've been, to would've been following. Yeah, because yeah, she doesn't do anything when she's at home except a guy that I don't know because apparently he was in another movie that I haven't seen. Shows up and says, <laughs> <laughs> and says, "I would like to marry you," and she goes, "No," and then after a while, she goes, "All right." Jacques Jacques Demi pulls an end like Shyamalan and makes us makes a select few people go. It's that guy! <laughs> and then, like, oh my and god, then it's, every- it's Bruce Willis and he's asking for her hand in marriage. And everyone's like, what? 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 So he was in a movie from 2003. Yeah, well, it's 2016, so who cares? <laughs> it, has, it has some people go like, Bruce Willis. And like, and this one, I know, yeah. And of course, this film also has some people going, is that Mark Michel? Oh my god. I mean, like the the... Sorry, this is completely off topic now, but when I went to see Split at the cinema, I remember—I vividly remember the six people I went to see it with tense to me and going, what was with Bruce Willis at the end? And I, and I, and I had to explain that a movie came out about a decade and a half ago called, <laughs> called Unbreakable. I will say as well, I will say as well, again, brief, det- brief detour for a second. Exact, not, not quite the exact same thing, but I was sat with my girlfriend at the time and like the film, and weirdly enough, he made it like a weird after credit scene as well, but not quite after yeah. credit scene. So the tile split came on and people were, go- like there was like two groups of people that already left at that point. <laughs> and then the scene keeps playing. I'm like, okay, cool. And I'll see Bruce Willis. And he goes, his name was Mr. Glass. And then I'm there. I go like this ah! <laughs> and then my girlfriend goes what was that and i was like he's from unbreakable it's like <laughs> that he's he's made a cinematic universe for no reason what does he call that trilogy isn't it was named he... yeah there's a name for it i think <laughs> oh, it's i don't know i'm gonna google this but i think he i think it's the name of the train that bruce willis was on when it crashed or something oh that's interesting um, <laughs> that's, a, that's an interesting name I, th- I think that's what it's called but yeah my, my hot take with that as well like I love Unbreakable it's my favourite Shyamalan film I really like Split Good Time and I did mind Glass I enjoy Glass mm, it, yeah it's okay it's good it's real good until um, again, actually yeah it's a bit of a Wonder Vision situation it was real good until it wasn't when Bruce Willis got drowned in a puddle or whatever it's like the very end yeah <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's called the yeah. East Rail 177 trilogy, apparently. That's so weird. Just call yeah. it the Unbreakable trilogy. <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre. Just call, it? It the, just call it the Unbreakable tr- Anyway. Um, 
Oh, God. Uh, Umbrellas of Cherbourg. Um, does the young girls of Rochefort have anything advanced on it? There's like, no, it doesn't. There was like an attempt almost to make the young girls of Rochefort All right. connected, but then they went, ah, never mind. <laughs> never mind. Does, does Guy walk into a bar at no. one point and start shouting at people and leave, and he's got five o'clock shadow? No. So, so we, we know exactly in the timeline where it takes place. Oh, no, but I want to talk about that briefly. I love that section of the film. Not from like a, oh, that's so like emotionally, re- but it's just, again, I like I like a little bit of silliness in my cinema. And then, yeah. and again, it's not like totally like nuts. But it's, it's, it's like, I just, I have to like have a little bit of like a nice little chuckle. Yeah. Just like a nice like, <laughs> that's funny. When it's like, then we see him and it's like, you all of a sudden, he's not smiling, and he's got a bit of a shadow. It's like, yeah. oh, no. <laughs> it's when he goes into that bar and he's it, like, "It's good because this man's like this." Yeah, <laughs> through the whole film, through every time of the film, he's just he's just like this, and he's, his eyebrows are like, yeah, it's just everything's just so wonderful. And then it's like, and then when we get to this section of the film, and it's like, "Gee, the boss needs you," and he just goes. It's like, oh, whoa! It's when he goes. Are you on about the bar where he goes like champagne or whatever? Yeah, he's like, I want white wine, and then he's like, next it, and he's like, I want another white wine. And next it again, he's like, take it out of this, and he's like, you ain't got any change. He's like, fuck you for asking me for change. (laughs) It's like, why don't you do your job? (laughs) It's like, chill out, chill out, man. It's like, first of all, really confusing thing to get annoyed at by the barman. It's like, yeah. She's like, what? You, you've only got a note. What are, you having a, what are you having me on for? It's like, all right, mate, it's fine. It's the yeah. 60s. You have to deal with this anyway. What do you yeah, mean? Exactly. <laughs> and surely it would only be like a 10-euro note. And if it's two glasses of wine, it's probably going to cost him six euros. It's only a guy that's going to get four just... euros. <laughs> be and, then, and then Guy just stands up. Oh, what the hell with you then? <laughs> <laughs> just, just two men unnecessarily fuming at each other for no, for no reason. There's a bit where he's just moodily walking down the path as well. And he just kicks something. <laughs> yeah, he just kicks something into the sea. And there's that bit where he like bumps shoulders with someone as well, for no for, for no reason at all, just inconvenience in their day. Do you know what that reminded me of? The moment uh, this is a very niche reference. Oh yeah, come on. And this, and this is a big and this and this is a thing that all the Northern School of Art folk would get. It's just the uh, it's it just remind me of that one clip in Midnight after mm. when uh, Quinn walks away from the bar and he just pushes Gemma. <laughs> yeah, for no reason, he just shoves Gemma. It just reminds me of that where it's just like, <laughs> just puts it into a dude. And I don't know why, yeah. in my head I'm watching that, I'm like, is this, part of me is like, I'm, I'm almost expecting to find out like, oh yeah, this is where Sam Raimi goes influence from Moody Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Yeah, <laughs> or even, even like uh, Evil Superman and Superman 3. Yeah. Which, which this is again like this is the second reference I've made to Superman three this season for some reason. Um, yeah, they, they, to show that Superman's evil, he just scowls a bit and has a five o'clock shadow. She's <laughs> a great. I want, I want to say this: the, the guy, what's his name again? I will say, um, Guy. Uh, ne- the the actor, Nino, uh, uh, Nino Castelnuovo, Nuovo, Nuovo, right. Nino. We call him Nino. Yeah. All I'm saying is, we need we, this man. Has the potential to uh, well, we need. I need to investigate in, if any more films with him in. Because all I'm mm. saying is he has the potential to be on the intermission uh, list of charming men. But so far, like, yeah. it's a, he's got you know, you know, he's not, you know, he's not a Jimmy Stewart. 
He's not a Jimmy Stewart. He's not a um. I forgot the bloke's name from Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, but you know that that, that Chris guy. Kringle. No, not <laughs> <laughs> the lawyer. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm, Chris Craig. Okay. <laughs> okay. Who, who, who's yeah. the dude from Miracle on Thirty Fourth uh, Street? Uh, oh yes, yeah, Santa. Oh, fictional man, Santa Christmas. <laughs> well, I suppose he's not fictional, is he? It was proven in a no, part yeah. of law. Yeah, and a fourth member of Mount Rushmore of the intermission route, Mount Rushmore. It really is, Chris Kringle. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think you know I think like it's a good cast in this film. I would say in terms of like they all have a good look to them. That might sound yes. odd, but like I mean, in the sense of like no one seems miscast in anything. No, in, no, in the, this, the, I, think, the, I, I actually I actually really liked the mum. I thought she yeah. was. I thought she was very good, even though the character was bizarre and weird. And but. Anne Vernon. Yes, she was name. very good. Yeah, uh, I, I think I think John Payne is the guy we were talking about from Milk on Thirty Soul Street. Did he yeah. play? Did he play Fred Gailey? Yes, he does. Yes, because <laughs> I remember we were like Fred Gailey and George Bailey are like the charmers of Christmas. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. So so Bailey John John Payne's your man. Yeah, John Payne, and yeah. But I I also want to um, say that uh, Catherine Deneuve, the the lead. Mm. Uh, let's say the lead. Uh, also crazy, I discovered she was 19 when filming this film. So ridiculous, ridiculously talented. <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy. Again, she's better than the young girls of Rochefort, I will say that. Mm. Uh, but I, again, I like her. I think that's the thing with this film is like, I think I like it because I'm watching it not for three dimension. I'm watching it because I'm enjoying the whimsy of yeah. it. And I would, and one thing that I always think back with this film is that it was a Criterion Clause episode with Paul Dano, uh, which is one of my favorite Criterion Clause videos because the man picks up a uh, picks up uh, right after saying, "Oh, I have to be very careful. This feels very all fragile," and then picks up a Blu-ray, then instantly drops it. <laughs> <laughs> Just what a guy. Love that man, but he said, uh, but he one of the ones he picked up the Jacques Demi box set and he said, like, oh, I'm definitely going to, um, because of course he said this, he said he was going to mm. show his uh, show his one year old his uh, the films of Jacques Demi, basically. Why, <laughs> because obviously he is, uh, but I can, but I can almost see this in the sense like this is almost a good, it, it's almost a good type of film to make like a child's first wanky film <laughs> in the sense yeah. of like it's not a wanky film at all i don't think but you know what i mean it's like if you just almost want to like if you have a kid and you're like oh i want them to watch like some classic thing classic cinema what might get their interest just a film that's all colors and just all song. yeah exactly yeah like and I, it's an hour and a half as well so it's not it's not real long, long. yeah and again it's not it's not like you really need to be really you need to really pay attention to anything to understand yeah, anything. Yeah. It's so simple. The yeah. film is so simple that it is almost just a really accessible first French film. Yeah, <laughs> I would say so. Like, if you don't want to try to focus on really in-depth character and yeah. you just want something nice and pleasing to the eye and the ear. I mean, my so, first French film was Breathless. Jesus. Yeah, man. Rest in peace, Jean-Luc Godard. This is the first episode we've had oh, yeah. since... since uh, yeah, he's passed away, hasn't he? yeah. Yeah, one day we'll get a breathless. One day. Yeah, one of these days. One day we will. Don't don't, yeah. don't rush to it. Anyway, it's on the list, but again, it's not high on the list for it. Uh, <laughs> okay. Do you have, do you have a list? 
I have a list of a load of films I want to get to. Oh. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm. Do you keep it locked away in a safe somewhere so that I can't access it? I mean, it's just on my hard drive. Okay. <laughs> well, then one of these days I will steal your hard drive. If you're wondering where it's gone. I mean, please don't. It's, it's, it's the hard drive <laughs> that's got literally all the intermission. As well as all my scripts. It's got as all well my porn, as... Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It was I was waiting for a for an opportunity to sneak the joke in. Apologies. It's just got like Oscar. It's just got like it's got a direct thing that just says Oscar's adult videos. And then you click yeah. on it. And you click on it. But then it's just but then it's just like slightly scandalous black and white things. Where yeah, it's every, like... everything's named in the third person as well. You go in this threefold, which is Oscar's podcasts, Oscar's scripts, Oscar's adult videos. <laughs> all of, it's got all of R and Q on there as well. Oh wow! <laughs> it's a uh, remember that because there was that scary point where like the hard drive was disconnected all the time. I was like, oh no, my hard drive is yeah. disconnected. That's got everything on it. <laughs> that has literally everything. I got, I got a new hard drive, by the way. All right. You know how mine's been broken for like a year and a half and everyone kept shouting at me, you need to get a new one. Yes. I, I did it. <laughs> finally, finally. I finally did that. Yeah, man. Oh, God. But yeah, I'll say, I feel like I'm not sure if we... Is there any more specifics with Umbrella um, Sherborg that you want to talk about? I don't. I don't think so. I think as well, in terms of cinematography, I'm a big fan of the editing. Again, yeah. there's a lot of like really nice editing. There's and a lovely ask, match cut to when she's getting married. There's a good few match cuts, I think, yeah. in this. Yeah, no, the married one's really good. I like I like uh, another bit of the cinematography because I'm a big fan of a close-up, just a head straight mm-hmm. on shot. And I think that's also where I think a prime example of film cinematography is where you can just see all that nice film detail yeah. of someone's face. And specifically the eyes. When you see Catherine Deneuve's eyes, it's just so, like, strikingly blue. <laughs> like, yes. Like, Ridiculously it's just, blue. It's just so, like... Because obviously the sets and all that are all very... You know, they're, they're, they're designed to be that bright and whatnot. But it's just very, like, something where you see how film is capturing just natural yeah. colour in that yeah. regard. It's so, like, striking in a way, which is a way of like, again, this, uh, I don't like the film, yes. but I do also think this film would benefit if it was longer to like, <laughs> yeah. no, in the sense of like, cause I would have, I would have really, cause I would have really liked to have seen Guy and Madeline. Like yeah. after, like is when they talk right before part three, I'm like, oh, I would have liked to part two just kept going a bit. So we could have seen Guy and Madeline. Yeah. Got to get to know I, Madeline a bit more. Because I feel like there's some of that with Madeline. Like, in the sense of, like, she, yeah. the actress does a good enough job, and I think the film does a good enough job in a way of making us feel like she is a um, an important character to Guy. Mm-hmm. But not enough to yeah. where I'm like, oh, yeah, I can really understand them <laughs> married. And yeah, it's like, child, well, oh, that, so, uh, that, that makes sense. That's the only way the story could have gone. Yeah, it's not yeah. like that so, with her. I would have yeah. liked that. If anything, I almost would have liked if each part was more like, right, part one was um, was uh, just Guy and Madeline, not Madeline, Guy and Genevieve, yeah. which it was. 
part mm-hmm. two. Did we have four? No, it was only three parts. But was the end in its own part? Can't remember. Um, I can't remember. I can't. Yeah, either way. Either, but like Guy and Genevieve, part two would have been Genevieve and Roland. You know, that mm. would have been nice, actually. Yeah. Just to have, like, see them a bit more. Yes. As, a, as opposed to, like, I want to marry her. She's like, okay. I thought you were. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, I thought she. I thought he was hitting on her mum. I thought that was where we were going. That's with how that. it came I, across. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. I thought. I thought the mum wanted to be with him. But, I mean, uh, she probably did. But you know. Well, yeah, maybe handsome chap, wasn't he? Yeah. Lo- lovely mustache. Also, yeah. he, he looked a lot like Damien Chazelle. I thought. <laughs> maybe that's how, maybe that's where he connects. Maybe it genuinely could have been. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait. I can't wait for Babylon just to be Lola. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that's something we need to talk about in the intermission. Oh uh, yeah, we will. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, oh, oh yeah. Um, and yeah, there's that. And it would have been. And then like the next part when Gee got back, it yeah. would be nice to have that part just be Gee and Madeline. So then yeah. we almost had like a nice first part of knowing these two people, and then a second part. One like another part of like, okay, Genevieve and another guy, and get mm-hmm. to know them as like another item, and then another of Guy and Madeline getting to know them as like another thing. To when we get to the ending and Genevieve and Guy once again meet, then it would feel a bit more like, yeah, ah, oh, shit, yeah, Damn. you know what I mean? Like, because like, like even do you know what I think would have turned this movie around, right? If um, if Genevieve was happy to be with Roland, yes, yeah, because if she, because if that's the case, then you've kind of like, I don't know, you can do a bit where she's sad about Guy, but then if she's like happily with someone else, and then we get Guy coming back and he has to get over it, and then he gets with Madeline, and we see him happy with someone else, and then they see each other again, yeah, that's more impactful than just having someone who is miserable because the guy left and then someone else wants to marry her and then she begrudgingly agrees continues to be miserable and then they just see each other at the end and it's like well yeah why keep being miserable you could have just waited yeah i could i could get i could see that yeah because i mean and again i think the it's not even like any i need the film to be anything different i feel like every almost all the ingredients are there i just needed more of the film almost and again, yeah. it's not even like the film's like the film's not a miserable place to stay in. In all honesty, if the film wanted to be two hours, yeah, like an extra fifteen minutes between each of like Guy and you know Guy and Madeline and Genevieve and Roland, like if we just had fifteen, literally fifteen extra minutes of that sto- of each of those yeah. storylines would have been enough. Because again, with a musical, the, again the beauty of a musical is you can cram a lot of time because you're singing. Yeah. So it just feels like again. That's the beauty. I, 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 one of my favorite examples is in the Greatest Showman, where mm. in one song we see a man's growing up and marriage, and yeah. it's done really well. I think it's done really show. well. Yeah. And I think like obviously it's not that type of musical with the Umbrella Sherbrooke, but I feel like you could have, again, with the way it is, of the way it's shot, and the way it's, you know edited it could have just felt you could have 15 minutes would have been plenty of time between each yeah. of these storylines and then again a two-hour musical would have still been digestible and fine yeah. it wouldn't have it wouldn't have been overstayed it's welcome again i would have liked to seen just more of 
the other relationships that became. And mm-hmm. I do think that would have been a bit more of like a gut punch at the end. Of yeah, exactly. Thing. Yeah. Um, another thing I want to comment about is like, I think this is some of the one like amazing use of moving masters in all yes. honesty. Yeah, it is. The blocking in this is, is fantastic. Just it's Jesus really Christ. well done. It's mostly moving camera. Yeah. In this Which for, for the time is quite unusual. God, I can only imagine the tracks. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been mental. Just, just right, and then uh, round, and then, and then you could have literally got a locomotive on it if you wanted to. Like it's just, <laughs> just huge, cumbersome tracks. Yeah, again, I think that's kind of what, and that helps the fact this isn't a dancing musical. The fact that we are just getting, we are just being swept through these really beautifully done sets. In all honesty, yeah, yeah. We're just kind of just going through the set. It, it it does make it feel more like whimsical, as if we're like, oh wow. Look yeah, at this type of thing. So, like, that's one thing. I I think anything. Again, no matter what you may think of the film, I don't think if you're faulting the filmmaker, you're insane. Like, yeah, no, like, that that is the least. The thing that is least wrong with this is how it is put together. It looks and, great. And I think, like, in that regard, again, I'll be, again, I do have another Jacques Demy film planned for a future season. Oh. And spoilers: it's the young girl at Rochefort. It's the young girl okay. Rochefort eventually. Uh, but I think, like him as a filmmaker is like easily like oh no i think he is like one of the people that really did master the medium of film Mm -hmm. to its like height in the sense of like the films that he made could not have been made in any other format than film in honesty and i think this is an example of this again however you may feel the film i really liked it robbie didn't no you can't you can't (laughs) Again, this did get made into a stage adaptation, but I don't, you know, but nothing, it wouldn't have tried. I can't imagine it being at all the same type of film or story than it being no. on the big screen, yeah. really. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think it's like, I, I think my issues with this is just the, the script and the story. Which is like the, the, the filmmaking, the direction, the cinematography, it's all top of like top class it's 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 the like it's someone at the top of their powers working in a medium that they completely understand uh, yeah. um because it, like you said this couldn't be anything but a film like, so imagine- i'm they've tried but it's probably not as good i would imagine like imagine even reading this imagine getting this like a yeah exactly board- yeah. <laughs> yeah no exactly it's like what what is this no absolutely not Meanwhile, someone might be like, well, actually, as a video game, it would have outstanding. <laughs> yeah, I, Jesus Christ. My God. <laughs> umbrellas, umbrellas of Sherbog, the game. The, the, vi- the video game. My Christ. I don't, I don't even know what you would do. Like, what, what um, would you even do in that game? I feel, like about? I feel like that'll be more just point and click. Yeah, press X to mope. <laughs> what is it, a Mario crossover? <laughs> you know what? An Umbrella's a Sherbog level on like a Mario game would actually be interesting. I'll be well into that. Wait, you just have Re- to hop re- on the umbrellas. Yeah, repl- replace it. Uh, replace uh, Genevieve with Peach. Princess Peach and Gee with Mario. He's like, I'm a sorry, I've got to go off at the war. <laughs> <laughs> Roland is Waluigi. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. I want to marry Peach. I want to marry <laughs> Peach. Why? I've got to go on a fight in a world of war too. Wahoo! <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like Toad is the barman. <laughs> oh god! Da- Daisy is um Madeline. What's your problem? Just give me my fucking a changer. <laughs> I just really want. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised actually if there's just like a shirt where it's the umbrella's a shirt Borg, but like Mario characters. <laughs> if it isn't, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll try and make that actually because Jesus oh, Christ, be I can't. I, I can't think of any pun to do with the name. <laughs> there, I know, I'm that, trying that, real that, hard. No, no, but that makes it even funnier. It's just the umbrella's a shirt Borg. But it's like, but wait, is that Mario and but, Peach? But it's Mario. But it's Mario for no reason. <laughs> I almost like the thought of the design not even replacing Catherine Deneuve, but just keeping Catherine Deneuve and then just having Mario next to her. <laughs> like, this image that's behind me right now. Yeah. Sorry, audio-only listeners. But, like, still that would keep, just Mario. But still keeping Catherine Deneuve, yeah. but just having Mario. <laughs> <laughs> just for no reason at all. I'd They'd love- be like, wait, is that... That's Mario. Why why is that Mario? Please put that on a t-shirt. For the (laughs) love of God. I'll try. I'll I'll look (sighs) at doing that. Yes. Um, But I think with that being said, I think that might draw us to the end of the universe of Share Borg. Overall, I enjoy it. I still think it's a... I still think people... I still think... um, Essential's not the right word. And a must-watch isn't even the right word either. It's a. Uh, it's still worth a watch. It's yeah. worth a watch. I think. I think again. It's not even. It's not a long film either, man. It's ninety minutes. It's one of the yeah. short ones we've talked about. It might be the shortest film we've talked about, actually, yeah. on the intermission. So yeah, Umbrella's a share Borg. That's our thoughts on it. And mm. uh, yeah, we finally so when, dove. We finally dove into French cinema on the podcast. Why, why, why did we? We dove and straight in. And it wasn't with a French New Wave film either. So that's also, I think that's impressive. Yeah, that's a plus. I'll give the us fa- that. The fact we didn't go like, oh, Jean-Luc Godard or Francois Truffaut or Eric Rome. Yeah. A pat yeah. on the back for us. Well done, everybody. Jacques Demi was the French debut on the intermission. Boo and hiss at the movie, though. <laughs> there you go. And, Not good. With th- and with that being said, let's move on to the intermission Yo. section. Of this, and since we already briefly talked, mentioned about it, the yeah. Babylon trailer. <laughs> yeah, don't like it. I'm not D- a fan, Robbie. D- don't like it at all. Um, <laughs> visually, it's incredibly uninteresting. Um, it looks like Damien Chazelle is just trying to do a Once Upon a Time in Hollywood to the point of like stealing the cast. Yeah, like Margot Robbie's in it, Brad Pitt's in it. Um, I. I thought he's he's trying to do that, but also make it very Wolf of Wall Street. Which yeah, is it's weird. like it looks real grim and gritty, which is not why I go to a Damien Chazelle film for. Um, I mean, Whiplash, I guess, is kind of. Also, can I? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pose a challenge to Damien Chazelle, who is not listening to this podcast. Absolutely. Let, no, let's you make... don't know. You know. You don't know. Well, you yeah, might don't. be like. You might be. Like, that's my favorite film. Let me listen <laughs> yeah. to these two in wh- goobers in which, talk about in, it. In which case, I apologize profusely for slagging off your favorite film for like an hour. <laughs> so I'm so sorry. 
Uh, I'm so sorry, but you have no taste. Anyway, the um, <laughs> a challenge that I posed to Damien Chazelle is, um, hey man, how you doing? Big fan of your work. Uh, except first man, that was so boring. Oh no. Uh, uh, um, just uh, here's a challenge for you, mate. Try and make a movie where it's not uh, a protagonist chasing an out there dream to be famous and will do whatever it takes to get there and pushes their family away and then ends up not happy. I'm, it's, I'm the, not, that, it's the same my, movie. My issue isn't that, because, I mean, you can have similar themes within your films. He's made three... Well, he's made four films. I haven't seen this first film. Uh, but he's mm. made... But he's ma- the three films that we all have seen have all yeah. been three very different films, but they have had that where it's been obsession. It's the same arc. Someone. And and yeah, it is, and and, and it, it's going to be the same again. Where Margot Robbie's like, she'll do anything to get to where she wants to be, and then she'll end up doing drugs and not being well, and then you... whatever. Right. My issue with the Babylon trailer, and this is what I'm, I'm slightly worried about the film itself. Um, yeah. Again, I'm going to see it. Obviously, I'm not yeah. not going to see. It. Yeah, gonna... we're going we're going to have to see it, aren't we? Whatever see... we think of the trailer, but, um... we have to see it. And also, I think considering the podcast that we do, I think this is also kind of like a thing that we need to see. Yeah, just generally. Yeah, we should. But my thing with this is like, because I was saying this, to Lewis, I don't know if the because this film, the whole th- the film takes place in the twenties, in the bridge between silent films and talkies. That's the era of this yeah. film. That's what this film is. Mm. I don't know if this was the scene of Hollywood 1920s. I don't know if it was like no. this, where it's like people snorting cocaine off breasts and like, what was it's, it like saying like, fuck's sake on someone's tits or something like that. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just, it just seems too, right. I get right. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Yes. Sixties. That was the scene that they kind of mm. did. Licorice pizza. That was seventies Hollywood. And they yeah. did, you know, there was some people being weird, but there was, there was like film execs being weird, but that was, the seventies of yeah. Los Angeles. I don't think again, Roaring Twenties. Yeah, it's alcohol, the, like they've just come out just... of the depression, I guess. But it's like prohibition and stuff. Yeah, but then it's like I I don't because I'm think when I think nineteen twenties, I'm America. I'm thinking like Great Gatsby, yeah, and things like that. And that's not like yeah, they have big parties, but I I, I, I don't know. I think it it does look a bit overtly grim. It just doesn't feel again, and I love films about that time period as well. Anyway, mm. I mean, you could watch our episode on some like it hot, you know, where yeah. that took place during that. But like, I or like, I'm just like a fan of films about films as well. I think some people, I think we need to settle down at some point. Yeah, um, although I think Fable, it, it, although I'm interested in the Fablemans, I will say that I can't um, wait for the Fablemans. I've heard a slight side note on that. I've heard apparently it's really uh, soppy. But also, you go into that knowing it should be really soppy well, and really, yeah. it's, 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 it's it, apparently it's kind of Oscar baity. But you should also be aware that it is that anyway. But it's yeah. like it, it's it's Spielberg telling the story of his own childhood. It's going to be a bit soft. He can, he can, yeah, he's allowed, exactly, whatever. Yeah. And also that has Paul Dano in it as well. Nice yeah. one, good uh, on you. But again, this I don't know. It's just again, I'll wait to see the film, obviously. Yeah. And I'm reserved judgment because all we've seen is a trailer, and I never like judging films on trailers. I'm just saying, like, what I what the what I'm seeing from the film that's given me at the minute, it's yeah. not giving me anything that I'm really interested in. 
Yeah. It's for me. It's like it's given me visuals that I don't find particularly interesting, and I've seen a million times before. What looks to be a main story that I've seen a million times before, um, and it's just kind of like actors I'm not, who aren't really stepping out of yeah actors actors who have done these characters before yeah like it, it's not any it doesn't look anything particularly special to me, which is upsetting because I always look forward to Damien Chazelle doing a film. Yeah, because I like I like him a lot, but this is not doing it for me thus, I, thus far. I want to also comment about something. Yeah, there was a thing going about when this film was cast that mm. Tom McGuire is Charlie Chaplin, and that was yeah, a yeah. thing that everyone. That was a thing. That wasn't just a rumor. That was a thing that was said. And then mm-hmm. the and then the set photos got released. Like the you know the the, the, the not the set photos the images yeah, yeah. the images. Yeah. And with with Tom McGuire all like ah like that, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, huh? He doesn't look like Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> and then when I and then because I'm thinking to myself, right, this is meant to be 1920s Charlie Chaplin. He was like, yeah. that was like just before City Lights. So that's like the kid, uh, the circus, no, the circus yeah. era Charlie Chaplin. So he would have been, I want to say. Approaching forty, mm. so and he didn't. He didn't look like he did. He didn't look like how Tom McGuire looked. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. And, and then I look at the trailer. I'm like, there's, there's nothing Chaplin about this. The man's not playing Charlie Chaplin, you idiot. No, he's credited he's, as a guy called not. James McKay. Where did this come from? <laughs> Where did this? I, come I, from? I can tell you. I can. I can clear this up for you. Um, is it, his character? Correct me if I'm wrong. Is he a fictional, a fictional character that's basically Charlie Chaplin? He's a yeah. He's a he's a fictional character that's based on Charlie Chaplin in the same way that Brad Pitt's character is also based on somebody. Right. I can't remember who, but he is also supposed to be someone, but they changed the name. Right. Apparently. So, right. So, spoiler alert for what's going to happen with Tom McGuire. And again, I don't know anything yes. about the film, but this is exactly what's going to happen with Tom McGuire if this is the case. And if this film, yeah. and if this film is as subtle as it apparently is, because mm-hmm. Jesus, because you know, from this trailer, oh, Babylon seems to really be subtle. I can't, yeah. you know. Oh, he's, you know. So what? So what? To, so what? James McKay, this character played by Tom McGuire, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna see we're gonna see Tom McGuire have a massive rant about talkies and how silent mm-hmm. cinema is the way that it should be. He's going to say how talkies are a fad. That's what he's going to do. And he's also yep. going to be married to a 15-year-old. I guarantee you that as well. That's oh, going to no. happen as well. He's going to be like that, and he's going to be a bit of a comedic guy, and he's going to be a perf- he's going to be a perfectionist. That's as well. He's going to be a film. He's going to be an actor and a director who has to do hundreds of takes. That's what mm. he, that's what this guy's gonna be, and timestamp yeah. this for when Babylon comes out. And if I'm wrong, <laughs> then I'll admit it. But if it, but that's exactly what's gonna happen. The scene where he's sat there like this, you know, talking about gonna be him Robbie, complaining about talkies. He's gonna yeah. be. Ju- he's gonna randomly go on a history lesson of silent cinema. I'll tell you that. He's gonna randomly yeah. start saying like. Cinema was invented, not with sound, and it's lasted this long since then. And bloody, 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 blah, and all that stuff. He's going to go on a rant about it, and I tell you that now. 
here's my here's my question about this movie, right? And then we can move on and not talk yeah, about yeah, this yeah. ever again until it comes out. Until we um, see it, yes. Yeah, I guess. Uh, the so if this movie is supposed to be taking place in the time period where Hollywood has transitioned from silent films to talkies, right? Mm-hmm. Why? And, and again, this is just from the trailer, so I can't comment if this is what the actual movie is like. Why are we focusing on a character who's only just coming into the film industry who is not affected by that change at all? That's what I'm surely, sh- surely it's more interesting to follow someone who's at the peak of their career in the silent era and is tr- struggling with the transition into talkies. Surely that's more interesting than someone who's just coming in during this transitional period where they could learn to do either way. Yeah, exactly. That's I, why I thought I, it would that's why I thought it would have been in a sense like it would have even been interesting if she got her first break just ha- recently in a big silent mm. role. And they're like, yeah. oh, she's the new star. As like, we're going to Dover to Talkies. And then she has to be like, wait, what? Like, Yeah. I don't know. Whereas it looks like she's up and coming during the time when it's changing to Talkies anyway. So it's it's still, it's the same whiplash thing of like, I want to be a star. I want to be remembered. And, and I'll push myself know. too far and then... Uh, overdose on cocaine at one point in the movie probably i imagine that's my thing timestamp this margot robbie will overdose at some point in that movie yeah i don't know that's it's just not again as we said anyway that's just not in it's not an interesting story to me anymore no i've seen it a hundred times and i think it's also the way it seems to be told which just does not seem at all like a new take on anything yeah like so i i hold out hope for it to be good but of, of course, at, yes. At the moment, it's not, it's not instilling me with a lot of hope. Nah, I, I'll say this as well. I've not been too hot on Dame Chazelle for, a, for a while actually. Yeah. Again, it's like Whiplash is the film that I love. That film. That's like, I would say that might be top twenty all time for me. Like, that's like mm. one of my all time faves. That film. And La La Land, you'll see the commentary. I like. Yeah. I like the film. I'm just not really hot on it. And First Man, I just found really boring. So yeah. boring, man. I, I think Gosling's very good in it, but the film itself is so kind of aimless in what it's doing. It's just not, nothing. yeah, just nothing. Yeah. So, I, and again, this doesn't really excite me, and it's kind of what I've kind of learned by it. It's like the film that I really liked from him was clearly like mm. all he could do at that level, and then he got big yeah. with Flash. So then he just is now kind of like, well, I'll do this. It, uh, that's how yeah. I, and I'm like, ah, oh, that's not what I liked you for, man. But then he won an Oscar, and then he's, you know, <laughs> so yeah, he's, he's not stopping. He's not, he's, he's not going back to Whiplash. Is all I'm saying. So I'll hope, hope for like, hope for some. I hope I like this. I'll say that now. I hope I yeah, like this. Same, uh, but yeah, and again, and as I said, it's a time period I like. I like this time period in film yeah. and cinema and Hollywood. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we I, I see. want to like it, but who's to say? Yeah. And uh, we'll move on, and I'll talk about the film that I saw, Robbie, in the yeah, cinema. Yeah, what did you go see? I saw Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Oh, did you now? I yeah. I have not been wanting to see that because I thought it looked horrific. But how was it? Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Oh, I'll, nice. s- I'll say it now. I'm a big fan of the uh, of the A24 horror era that they're doing slasher films, but they're doing them in an interesting way. I'll say that mm-hmm. now, without getting too nerdy about um, the post-horror movement, because yes. that's what I do with dissertation and stuff, and obviously A24 are a big a big part within that, and they kind of like did films that aren't, horror films that aren't slasher films, but, you know, 
recently right, okay. they've but obviously now they are doing they, they, they do they do more slasher stuff obviously with x which i also really liked from earlier this year i want to say now no i have not seen pearl because it has not got a uk release yet for some reason um, yes i also like the fact how they've got a third film coming out as well do you know about that uh, i didn't know there was a third one yeah, it's called Maxine with like three X's. It's 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 following. Oh, cool. Sorry. It's it's because obviously X is set in the seventies. Pearl is set, I think, in the twenties. It's set like when oh, the okay. old wo- yeah. It's set when the old woman in X was young, and yes. Maxine is set in the eighties, following Mia Goth, the, the lead of X, but after the okay. events of X, where she's now a oh, big okay. porn star type of thing. And so I'm interested in that mm-hmm. but but anyway pearl isn't out yet that's why i haven't seen it but bodies 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 is obviously another a24 slasher that i'm not gonna yes. spoil i won't spoil it but uh it's a really it's i like it a lot in terms of it's a good little twist on the genre of slasher films um, okay as x's as well but different types of twist with it um i see people aren't too hot on the film because they think it's very um in your face gen z um, yeah, well, that that's why I didn't go to see it, because the trailer is very that. Right, the trailer kind of does this film day, I will say that. It, oh, really? As a lot of A24 horror does, actually, to be fair. A lot of A24 horror isn't great with the trailers. Um, yeah. But I think, like, it's like... It's almost... Lewis said, like, it, it, it's clearly like the film... He liked it as well. He was mm-hmm. saying, like, it's clearly like the film's just taking the mick of these types of people. I'm like, I don't know if it's necessarily taking the mick of them because the film, because that generation is also the target audience for the film. And I'll say that it holds a mirror to that generation. I'll say that. So it's not trying Mm -hmm. to be a parody, but it's also not saying, it's not like they're all bad, but it's also not like, you know, it's it's not it's, yeah. it's not doing one way or the other. I like the acting in it. Uh, it took me a while because the lead actor in it, she, I was trying to work out like, why do I know? I thought it's Maria Bakalova from Borat Two. Oh yeah, uh, she's really yeah. good. She's really really good in it actually as well. So it's like, oh cool. Yeah yeah. So I'm glad to see her doing other things. Rachel Sennett, who's also in this, who was in one of my favorite films the last year, Shiver Baby. She's really good mm-hmm. in it. And obviously Pete Davidson is cool in it. Again, he's 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 yeah. He's he's I think it's a it's nicely funny, but not okay. too much. I, I think you might enjoy it, Robbie. I'll say that. Again, okay. I, I always say this a bit of a ga- I always feel it's a bit of a gamble in saying it. Like this. Yeah. Uh, I, I say right, because I'm always confident in the sense of like if we're looking at the A twenty four horror from this year, first of all, A twenty four what a banger of a year they've had already. <laughs> You've got everything everywhere all at once. You've got yes. um, X, which I enjoyed. I think The Whale is set to come out sometime this year. Maybe for the UK. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but obviously that's 824. But yeah. what, what, just, what a banger of a year anyway that happened. Men, yeah. I liked, but I was also very confident in telling you, you would not like men. You, okay. you, <laughs> you would not like men. I will say that right <laughs> off the bat. Um because I got yeah. very Midsummer-esque vibes with watching the film. Oh, like, yeah, so there you go. Yeah, yeah no, that's there not me. Uh, but yeah, that and but X, I think you would like, but I would think you would think it's a bit 
slow for the sake of being slow at times. Oh, okay. Whereas like yeah. bodies, 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 bodies isn't really slow. It is kind of got like this energy. The only time it goes a little bit artsy fartsy is in some of the filmmaking decisions, which oh, okay doesn't hinder yeah. the pace. Like I said to Lewis, like there was time like we chuckle. Like there's mo- there's a moment where like two carriers fall into a swimming pool and there's just an underwater shot of them in the pool. And I went at Lewis, there was literally no reason for them to end up going in the pool, ju- but they just <laughs> didn't just have a shot of like an underwater shot. have a nice shot. shot. Again, yeah. I'm like, I'm, f- I'm like, yeah, sure. Again, I, I love the 24 stuff. So I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? But I can see people like, why? But, um, yeah. But, and again, I won't say the whole like twist on the genre. I won't say that, but it's a good time. With it, a good you know a good example I would say is it almost feels like I'm playing a super massive game. Oh, is, okay, yeah, is, is the vibe I get from this, it, right. from this film almost in the sense of like there's a, it's it's a it's very who done it is the film. Yeah, so you oh, have that good. fun yeah. with it, and again I think it's again I think it's only ninety minutes as well, so it's not long. Either. Oh, okay, so, yeah, yeah. So I I like it. I like how a twenty four are kind of doing slasher horror now as yeah. well. Which yeah, yeah, and they're doing something a bit unique with it. And I'm not saying bodies, bodies, bodies is a really revolutionary film, but I could almost see. Do you know what? I could totally imagine a teenager watching this film, and their whole perception on horror changes. Like, wait, it could be like this, and like, and oh, like, okay, like yeah. I could imagine a teenager really getting into this film as like their first low budget indie film and wanting to make a horror like it you know it's that type of vibe yeah. where like you know like how stuckman had signs and although signs yeah. might not, signs might not be the greatest film and there's a lot mm. of things you could probably do I, I really like signs. signs i like signs a lot man i really do as well yeah but it, there's a lot you could nitpick with that there's a lot you could nitpick with bodies 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 but i think it's like oh no it's a good time and i can imagine mm. someone be really into it and again no spoilers but there was a point that really had that was very funny for me and nice. very uh, too relatable at one point in the sense of like, all I'm going to say is uh, I appreciate the podcast host representation in this film. Yes. Oh uh, yeah. You, you'll, there's a certain moment and you'll howl. Is, okay. even, <laughs> even if it's just that one bit, you'll be like, Christ, of course, type of thing. Okay. Good time. Nice. I, really like, I really like bodies, bodies, bodies. It was a, Excellent. Good ass time. And I'm looking forward to October approaching to get more spooky. And I'm yeah, man. And more horror stuff. I need to book Halloween Ends tickets. I want to see. Not, oh, yeah. Not not the screen's going to get full, but you know what I mean? I'm, I'm Yeah, you know, but yeah, you know, but well, booking for as quick as you can. Yeah, I want to be guaranteed to see that film. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah do, you know, do you know what I've been watching this week? What have you watched, Robbie? I've been continuing to watch the exact same things I've been watching for the last five weeks, which, <laughs> <laughs> which are uh, House of the Dragon is still coming out weekly. Uh, she Hulk continues to be a show that also exists. Yeah, Rings of Power is coming out every week, and Rick and Morty's just started again. Oh yeah. So, so I'll give the audience the lowdown on on what I'm thinking of those. Please do. Uh, House of the Dragon continues to be excellent. I've just watched the latest episode this morning because uh i watched them uh not illegally 
But I <laughs> because because the air and the the air and night before in America. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I will I I I watched that. So so this is it's the episode that will be coming out on Monday. So that that will it it will be the latest episode when this podcast episode is out. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, and it it's like a huge turning point in the season. Um, and it just keeps getting better and better. Every cool. twist and turn is is better and better, and the characters are excellent. Um, and it's just really good. I'm really, really enjoying it. Very different to Game of Thrones, which I've started watching recently, which I which I'm very enjoying. Um, cool. I gave I gave up on Breaking Bad. Anyone? How far? It, how far did you get with Breaking Bad? I, I got to the end of I got to the end of season two, oh, and I was. Man. But everyone's like, but Robbie, it gets real good in season three. And I'm like, yeah, but I feel like I'm going to get to the end of season three, still say it's boring, and everyone goes, it gets real good in season four, Robbie. <laughs> well, just... well, well, I, well, I'll say, the la- it yeah. gets amazing at the end of season four. I'm not going to be the oh, one to tell you that... season... No, but I'm just saying that. That's how I experienced yeah. it. But that, yeah. Well, then I'm not sitting through it. I just can't be asked. It's so boring. I'm, it, like, every, every, people can attack me for this. I, I'm, this is fine. You know, have your own opinions and, and whatever. Um, but if I had to sit through one more episode of something goes wrong, will Skylar and Hank find out this week? Ah, uh, yeah. oh, no, it's, no, no, it's all right. Yeah, Don't worry fair. about it. <laughs> and it's kind of got, it got to a point with it where it was, um, he found out he no longer had cancer and he had all of the money that he needed. And I don't oh, yeah. think... I don't think the show made a good enough case for why he would continue to do what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Like, I just kind of went, I feel like we're, we're carrying on him doing what he's doing because, because we need a show. And yeah. I imagine we'll delve deeper into the character as the show goes along. But at this point, you haven't made a good enough case for him to carry on. Fair. And I, and it, I just kind of fell out of love with it. But Game of Thrones is very good. Um, enjoying that. In stark contrast, but in the same genre, uh, Rings of Power continues to be the most boring thing on television. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's oh man, I don't know. Everyone keep the everyone who is like huge in Tolkien lore from like yeah. the books and stuff are being like, oh well, this could lead to this and this and that. and I'm like, dude, I've seen the Hobbit movies and I've seen the Lord of the Rings movies. I don't know your deep cut. Tolkien yeah. law, and by just setting up things that niche people would know, isn't interesting unless I care about the characters, which mm-hmm. I currently don't. But fun update with that, Oscar, is that at the end of the most recent episode, they finally decided they were going to go on an adventure. <laughs> hey, how many episodes? We're four are hours we? in, everybody. Oh, okay, that, right. That's the end of episode four, so we're four hours into the show, and one one of the storylines. Has decided that they're going to go on a uh, going on an adventure, but they ruined it for themselves straight away because they go, we're gonna go, um, because it's a thing about like the queen was having a vision of a big the city being flooded or something after the petals fall off a tree or something, right? And uh, and then Gladriel was like, we need to go and we need to team up and whatever, and the human queen was like, we're not gonna team up because fuck you or something. I I don't really know why because she's an elf, I think. I, I, it's very vague. Um, and then the uh, the she exiles Galadriel and says, you've got to go back to the LC. But then the petals start falling off the tree and she's like, oh my God, the vision's coming true. We will band together and fight this or whatever. And then it's like, I will go. So the queen was like, I'll go. Galadriel's like, I'll go. 
the guy that's been with them, who I think is meant to be like Aragorn's great granddad or something, put his hand up and he was like, I'll go. And then Aragorn's granddad was like, yeah, I'll go. And so I was like, oh, we're getting a band of five people that I've been like following already through these episodes. So there's there's a chance for me to get invested in these people now because we're mm-hmm. focusing on them and they're going to go on an adventure. And then the townspeople started putting their hands up saying that they were going to go until it was a group of 50 people saying that they were oh, going to go. Jesus. And I'm like, I am not going to care about any of you. And I know that I'm not. So good stuff, everyone. Uh, the rest of the storylines continue to be going nowhere and increasingly boring. And in this most recent episode, zero hobbits. So what's the fucking point? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, I'll, I'll I'll continue to uh, shit on that show as it comes out through the weeks. Um, what was the other thing I said? Rick and Morty's back. Um, actually, really good this season so far. What season Enjoying are we on it. with this? We're on season six now. Right. Which is mental. It feels like that's come out very quickly. I um, I watched the first two, and then I yeah, didn't, and then I didn't get right. Here's the thing: the end of the second season, I, w- mm. I was well into it, and I'll tell you now. Yes. I remember being well into Rick and Morty at that point, and then the third season was coming out, and then the fan base murdered the show for me. And yes. I'm like, oh, I'm embarrassed to say I'm a Rick and Morty fan, so I'm just it's not cr- watching the show anymore. It's crazy because they murdered the show with one episode, and it's the fucking Pickle Rick episode. <laughs> Actually, no, two episodes. There was Pickle Rick, which yeah. was, um, which is a an excellent episode of the show, but ruined by horrible people. Yeah, and um, and the first episode of series three with the Szechuan sauce thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then people were just running into McDonald's like lunatics and throwing things at workers and shouting that they wanted to Szechuan sauce or whatever. You are morons, idiots. idiots. You're so stupid. Um, season three, I think, is the best season of that show. It's very, it's, it's oh, cool. very, very good. Um, four and five were much weaker for me. I, I was like, ah, oh, maybe this just isn't for me anymore. Because they were kind of, by the end of season two and throughout series three, they kind of start going to more serialized storytelling and actually right. doing arcs and there's twists and turns and it's really cool and I like it when it does that. And then four and five specifically went out of their way to not be serialized and they make reference to it all the time they're like stop stop trying to establish canon and all this kind of stuff and it's like yeah but that's what i'm getting invested in yeah they like they like go they make loads of jokes about oh we're going back to a series one rick and morty where we just do odd adventures or whatever and i'm like it's fine when you get the odd episodes that is really good Mm -hmm. but most of the time they're just really kind of cheap jokes and okay there, there was one recently where, fuck, what was it? I can't remember the the turn of events that happened, but there was a giant egg, as in a giant egg of a of a woman, not like a dragon uh, egg or something, <laughs> like a ginormous female's human's egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which was Summer's egg, and these ginormous, like bus sized sperms, which were Morty sperms. And then, right. and then a baby was made from it, and it was a giant floating uh, incest baby in space, and it was horrendous. And it was just like it's such scraping the bottom of the barrel of toilet humor to the yeah. point of being like, "What are we even?" Yeah. I mean, if you're not gonna take this seriously, then what am I? <laughs> what, what am I? What am I doing watching it? Yeah. Um. But season six so far has been really good. We're three episodes in, and it's um. They've done one episode. The first episode was very much 
serialized and being like, this is the direction the show is going in now after the kind of twist ending of season five, which was very good. Uh, two was just a regular kind of fun Rick and Morty episode, which I really enjoyed. And three, mm-hmm. three was more so serialized, but again, kind of a, a, a fun thing, kind of analyzing the characters a bit more. I like it. It's very good. It's kind of seems to be back on form. Cool. So yeah, that's what I've been watching. Oh, and She-Hulk is still shit. I don't, I don't know. What do you want from me? I don't know. They, they tease Daredevil might be in the next one. If he is, I'll talk about it. If he isn't, I'll be thoroughly disappointed and you'll probably see it in my eyes okay. next week. <laughs> there you go. I'm looking forward to, in terms of anticipation for television, oh, yeah? I am looking forward because we're approaching October, mm. obviously. We are. And that, and that means we're going to get a new Mike Flanagan miniseries on Netflix. So oh, uh, yeah. This, this one is The Midnight Club. Okay, I haven't seen any of these, so I don't. All what any Mike Flanagan miniseries? No, I haven't. I haven't seen Blind Manor or Hill House or anything. Oh. Midnight Masters class, mm. uh, and uh, <laughs> Hill House might be my favorite horror anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Well, that's very high praise. It's my high sister praise. really liked them when when they uh, were out. and I didn't fully watch Blind Manor, but I was enjoying Blind Manor, but okay. then Midnight Mass started coming out and I wanted to keep on track with that. Yeah. Midnight, um, but yeah. Uh, but the Midnight Club, this one's a little bit different. This one's like a... Uh, I think it's like more anthology-based things. It's a bit like, yeah. you know, like like in the sense of like, you know, like how... um uh, uh, Is it Don't Be Afraid of the Dark? No, what is it? What is it? What am I thinking of? Not Goosebumps. Um... The Nickelodeon uh, one. Is it Don't Be Afraid of the Dark? Oh, um... Oh, what oh, is it? Is it... Uh, are You Afraid of the Dark? Tales from I the think, Crypt, maybe? No, well, I think it's like that where it's like... Yeah. Because the, the premise literally is like the Midnight Club follows a group of five terminally ill patients at Brightcliff Hospice uh, who begin to gather together at midnight to tell scary stories. So oh. I think from the sounds of things, it's going to be like... Each episode might just be like, now this one is, and then we get into yeah. like, something cool and spooky. Which... Uh, and, and maybe your finale will be something spooky starts happening in the real world to the actual people telling their stories or whatever. Which cool. I'll be down for. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'll probably be talking about that. Nice. When we, uh, when that releases, I think when it's that 7th, rolls around. Is it 7th of October? I oh, damn that. The... Yeah, 7th of October. So yeah. Oh, and I'll be able to talk about Werewolf by Night when that's. <laughs> Oh, I want to watch that as well, though. So we yeah. can, yeah, that'll be fun. That'll I just read, fun. I just read an incredibly stupid uh, headline to do with that, by the way. Um, oh, give right. me a second. It says, "Werewolf by Night official listing on Disney Plus confirms classic horror era influence." Yeah, I could have told you it was fucking influenced by classic horror from it not being a black and white it. and a horror film. You fucking melon. But also, just, but also not just looking at it. Yeah, just look like, at just it. Look, just what do you mean? Yeah, it's been confirmed that it is, it is definitely influenced by classic horror. Yeah, it's a practical, gee, I, it's a practical werewolf, and it's black and white. <laughs> gee, I did. Gee, I didn't think of the mono cell mix. Yeah, you do that as well. God, I, shut up, idiots. God, people are so dumb. Uh, anyway, Christ. but also before we move on to the intermission, I know, I, I, no, not the intermission. Before we move away from the intermission, yes. I want to, uh, I want to uh, end this section. By because we didn't say it, we've now got mm-hmm. established Team Oscar, Team Robbie. Oh God, yeah, we have. Um, we have. We did update it properly. We had more votes 
following the poll. So I just want, Robbie, could you... Uh, Would you like me to read out the team the, sheets as they currently stand? The official allegiances. Okay. I think we should do... Um, we'll do another one. We should do another one to see if anyone else I'll, votes for it. I'll do it. I'll We'll say it next week and then I'll make sure to tag our accounts so that we can share yeah. it on our own separate things. That's a good idea, yes. So, yeah. uh, on team Oscar currently is Maddie Tweedale, my sister. What a knob. Um, Gary Bradshaw, the man that is, uh, also Le- known as the, also known as the Dark Father from two weeks the, ago. Yeah, the, the Dark Father apparently. Uh, Leo Bradley, um, boyfriend of the show, Leo Bradley. Boyfriend uh, of the show. Yeah, good on him. Official title. Um, Finley Myers, another good friend of mine, knobhead. Uh, Lewis Hamilton. Literally the guy that edits the audio for this. You shouldn't be picking sides. Can I Can I just say? He will be listening to this. Uh, you shouldn't pick sides with this dude. We are... Um, we're not, are we? Because we don't pay him. I was going to say we are in... We were, I was going to say we are, in essence, your employers. You should, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. Um, I, I don't want to throw the phrase, know your place, out there. But... <laughs> I can't wait for the inevitable just like clash between the two of you. <laughs> he it's, is we're, he's we're, we're, be we're, fuming. We're, we're building an arc as it happens already. <laughs> we, we, we've got like, it's like we need almost need like a, chron- a chronology of like where it started. The Robbie <laughs> V. Lewis. <laughs> it started with him calling me out about the headphones and Kramer's <laughs> Kramer. That was it. And then it just kept going. Oh, God. So that's Team Oscar. Uh, Maddie, Gary, Leo, Finley, Lewis. Team Robbie, uh, Joseph Caslin. Disgusting. That feels disgusting. like a genuine betrayal. That's insane. That is but disgusting, that, is all that, I'm saying. Thanks, thanks, Joe, but that is insane. Um, do we have any word on Connor yet? We'll find out next time. All I know, with oh, him, he God. Did, he, all I know is he said to me he was confused at what the poll was when he saw it. Of course he was. <laughs> does like, not, what does this does mean? Not, does not surprise me in the slightest. <laughs> It was like, what does this mean? I'm like, Connor, it means exactly what it says. Yeah. Are you team Oscar <laughs> or team Robbie? What? Oh, bless him. Um, Reese Bruce is on my team. I mean, obviously. Great success. Uh, what do you mean, obviously? He likes, clearly, his, he's, no, he likes he's, us both he, equally. No, he's clearly more team Robbie than he is team Oscar. Damn. He's team Oscar when it's convenient. I'll put it yeah. that way. Ethan <laughs> uh, McKeon. Good honor. Follow uh, your boyfriend. I see how it is. I see how yeah, it is. My God. Or is it uh, the other way? Or is it the other way round? Did Joe follow his girlfriend? Is that no. what happened, Joe? That's what you'd like to believe in it. Um, Tyler McCulloch, birthday boy. Forever, <laughs> <laughs> he's birthday boy. Tyler he's, he's constantly the birthday boy now. Tyler all I'm saying, hey, all I'm saying, Tyler is, I'm still up in Hartlepool and Robbie isn't. So just keep that in mind. Of like. Yeah, Are well, you, you know, uh, and I'll be and, seeing you. <laughs> and uh, the man that I cannot believe supports me to this day, Ryan Tomlinson. Um, for the <laughs> for those who were who were unfamiliar with with this with the saga of Ryan Tomlinson, this very niche. Like, this is it's such a niche joke. This, this, Ryan, is, this is this is so like in depth. This is so like this is such a deep cut with Robbie Law. So I'm, this yeah, this is very deep cut Robbie Law. Let me um, get the first post when this occurred. 
Because, yeah, this, this is going to be, like, baffling to most people, so I'm going to have to explain this and try and explain that it is funny, which it kind, <laughs> it kind of isn't, but uh, maybe one day. Uh, where the fuck is the first time I did this? It's not there. There it is. So on the 9th of October 2017, which is around... Almost five uh, years. Uh, almost five years ago now. Um, I uploaded a post on Instagram, um, which is just an, a, a stupid joke post or whatever. And I tagged um, a person that I went to high school with called Ryan Tomlinson. Uh, lovely lad. Nothing against him. But I tagged him in it. And then from that moment on, uh, Ryan Tomlinson has been tagged in every single Instagram post I have ever uploaded. Um, and there is, And people go... Why? Why do you do that? And there is, there is no reason for it. I just find it really funny to think about. Um, whenever I get a like on Instagram post, him getting a notification. And so when I when I first upload one, he just gets flooded with notifications for no reason. <laughs> just, just really inconveniences his day. It's also really funny if you go onto his Instagram account and then go on the um the tagged photos section. It's just your of his account. Instagram. It's it's just my feed. <laughs> it's just my account. Uh, it is one of the best and longest running practical jokes I've I've done in my life, and he's officially uh, Team Robbie. Yeah, and I'm incredibly proud of it. Um, I'd like to. Uh, is this is this going to be like the end of the admission section? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to introduce a new thing. Um, so for the ending of the intermission section, where I'm going to tell a joke every week. Okay, go on. Are we, are we ready for this? Okay. Yes. Just to, just to give people a bit of levity before we you know before, before we go into the. Uh, Letterbox reviews. So this week's joke will be, um, hey, I, I went into my local gym and asked them if they could teach me how to do the splits. They said, how flexible are you? I said, well, I can't do Tuesdays or Thursdays. <laughs> anyway, on to the letterbox, I reckon. <laughs> and I can't wait for that to continue in the weekly segment. <laughs> Like how I was almost going to do a weekly Gary Ode, but then I just didn't do that. <laughs> but yeah, well. So laughing it. Anyway, let's move on. We yeah. are going to, we are now on to the uh, negative letterbox reviews. Hell yeah. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with us, this is where we go onto the social media site Letterboxd and we go onto the film that we've been talking about. Uh, in this case, the Umbrellas of Cherbourg. And then we go to the negative reviews. Uh, because it's funny. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's funny. And sometimes we throw in, we get a Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. I need to go back and like actually collect all of the Hall of Famers. Yeah, we need like a spreadsheet or something. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. Uh, we can tally up if we've got a reoccurring yes. person. I don't think we ever have, really. But yeah, here we go. Right then, uh, half a star. This is obsolete. <laughs> was, is the first review. Okay. Um, I mean, I mean, I mean, like, come on. With, a distre- like... with distressed emojis next to it, like a, like his face. Ah, brilliant. Okay, well, that's that's intense, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, half a star. Are you kidding me? Not only does it have colours like La La Land, but it's French 
I can't even read, and the fact that I hate French makes it worse. Just watch Zack Snyder's Justice League. Justice is grey instead. Now that is true cinema. <laughs> right, well, that that's that could have won already. That's fantastic. I was not ex- I was not expecting the turn into into Snyder Cut territory. No. Um, right. Oh god. Ah, oh, don't be too long. Okay, it's not too long. Okay, half a star. After 20 minutes, I found myself checking to see if it was almost over. Decided I wouldn't force myself to finish it. Every minute was unbearable. The singer doesn't seem to have anything to do with the music, and every line ends on a high note, which makes it sound like a question, leaving you in a constant, light-headed state waiting for someone to sing anything that remotely sounds like a break or an ending. This This tension is so great and... Please add a low note or a definitive statement. Awesome acting. Awesome pacing. Oh my god. As for the plot, I generally don't care about a generic romance, so unfortunately I don't think I'll be too invested once it comes time for the for the guy to be shipped off to war. Rip. Yo. I mean that's that that implies that they didn't finish it because he said for the guy to be shipped off to war, rip. Sounds like they think he went off to war and died. Well, this person also stopped after. Right, while, okay, well so. then, yeah. So they didn't, it, he's alive. You missed out on him getting really angry at a barman. He's fine. He, he, yeah, he's, he, he's all right. He had five o'clock shadow and, it's, and he ended up dating his auntie's nurse. Yeah. And then they talk about nothing and she goes home. Anyway. <laughs> Half a star. This is my least favorite movie. No, it's so not. That was that was the half a star review. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> it's not your least favorite movie. Sa- save that for someone that deserves it. Hang on, what's hang on, what's this uh, person's favorite films? I'm just curious. Oh uh, yeah, out of curiosity, let's have a look. Oh, interesting. Singing in the Rain is their favorite film. Oh, okay. Yeah. I feel like I feel like there's enough to this film to where you could at least. Yeah. Like, oh, well, at least I can think of Singing in the Rain. Yeah, at least I can remember that movie that I like. Yeah. <laughs> um, half a star. As a preface, I love musicals, but I don't have much exposure to experimental formats that stray from the classic American productions. I stopped A Clockwork Orange 3. Uh, I stopped A Clockwork Orange 3 Assault Scenes Deep for this. A crazy effective... This is bullet-pointed, by the way, I just want to say. Oh, okay. Um, a crazy effective way to learn a language. When he sang about how she doesn't need makeup, and she's obviously wearing a lot of makeup, I did notice that. I was like, yeah, you don't need makeup. Good. It's like there's clearly... He's literally scarring. wearing it. Yeah. Um, another point. I kind of hate this movie. The point. Uh, by today's standards, the story is so predictable, and I find it hard to differentiate between Genevieve's and the mom's voice. Uh, that is getting on my nerves because the singing hurts character development, in my opinion. No one has much of a distinct voice. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's fair. Next point. Uh, where traditional musicals select moments to effectively propel story with song and dance, I just didn't feel this. I just didn't feel the effects of the singing here. I would much rather have seen the film with the lines spoken. That's also fair. Yeah. Um, I like the colors? Question mark. And the final. <laughs> And the final point, at least the singing made it go by faster. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I can agree with some of those points. 
Uh, half a star. Not a fan of musics generally, but this doesn't even have the good taste to separate the musical numbers from the dialogue so it can go full song and dance. It just has literally every word sung, often crammed into a beat that can't contain the appropriate number of syllables. Unbearable! <laughs> what, what I thought you was going to say there was um, this one it doesn't even have the decency to celebrate <laughs> to separate the songs from the dialogue so it can go fuck itself. <laughs> I wish that's how the review ended. Oh, God. Um, Half a star. There was literally no reason for this to be a musical, except to make it so annoying that I stopped it halfway through. What a waste of an hour that I could have been watching Goddard instead. Oh, dear. Uh, Rated rated half a star out of pure spite, because I'm a bitch like that. That guy, I bet that guy is awful. That's That's a person not full of parties. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Come on, man. Oh, I stopped watching Jean-Luc Goddard for the... Shut up, man. How are you? No one cares. Look, I know I went to a uni party dressed as Orson Welles once, but I wasn't... Yeah, but, but I, that but was... I, that but was you, were, you, were limit, you were limited on what you could have gone as. It was it was go as something with the first letter of your first name or whatever. I said this to my cousin over the weekend, and she went, you could have been an octopus. And I went, yeah, but that's but... like... Yeah, but come on. It's, what, you see, it was either Orson Welles or an orange, all right? So, we got, so you know, at least Orson Welles is a bit interesting. Yeah, exactly. I got asked constantly. I was like, who are you? I was like, yeah. do, you, do you know Citizen Kane? No. Don't worry about it. And that's do how I would end it. I would just do, leave it. Do you know what's quite funny? I didn't get questioned once on who I was. For 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 context, I went as Reese. <laughs> I, I thought it'd be weird to freak him out if I, like, just dressed <laughs> like him. No, you just came in wearing a long sleeve shirt and holding a cucumber, and then <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like I did my hair walked, weird. Like, yeah, like he walked down, looked at you, and went, "Hang on," and then you went, yeah. "I'm I'm Reese," and then he just laughed. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it'd freak him out more than it did. It was like the Spider Man meme. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny because it's like imagine Reese, but he's been like shrunk. <laughs> Someone's, gra- someone's grabbed his feet in his head and just gone shrunk down. If I if I remember, I'm going to throw the photo of the three of us up now from that party. Yes. That was, was, I, we, I had a black eye at the time. You did. That was that during that yeah. time. Yeah. Imagine Reese if he got shrunk and then got in a fight. <laughs> and as you can see, if you're curious what Reese is, Reese is Reese with a spoon. And he was yes. literally just himself with a blonde wig and he held a plastic spoon. <laughs> that was the entire costume. And we said that he looked more like that guy that got done over by Matt Damon in Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> uh, no, because he was wearing the wig backwards because of the yeah. ponytail, so he looked like so he just looked, uh, so that every time we saw him, we just kept going like, "How about them apples? <laughs> How'd you like them apples?" <laughs> oh, God, I haven't seen that uh, movie in ages. That's such a good film. I watched that like a month ago. That's like become one of the films where it's like, if I need to cry, I stick yeah. that on. And then yeah. I'm just in, in tatters. I'm just like, absolutely. Like just in a, just every in a, time. Oh no, it literally is. It's that yeah. in 50, 50 where like, I'm just crying every time I'm watching that film. Yeah. Jesus. That'd be good film to talk about actually. Goodwill Hunt. Yeah. Solid film. Uh, about time is currently on Netflix as well. If anybody wants to cry, oh, good, good. That film. one makes me sob. Good film. Another. Fi- if you also want another good cry film, uh, yeah. what if you and if you've got Apple TV Plus, watch Cha Cha yes. Real Cha Cha Real Smooth. There you uh, go. I haven't it's seen what, that yet. It's one of my favorites of the year so far. So there you go. Nice. Um, and all, and yeah, 
good good stuff. Don't look up the the writer, director, and actor actor's age. Don't look it up. It will depress you beyond all belief, Robbie. Oh dear God. He, okay. Spoiler alert, he's twenty-five and this is his oh. and this is his second feature film. Oh fuck <laughs> off. So so it's not even like oh his big debut. No. 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 He's already had one. Yeah. That he also wrote, directed and starred in. God but damn he's, it. And he's really good. It's not even like you could be annoyed at like, oh you little no, he's really good. It's That's really irritating. Um, yeah. Half a star. Mm. Um, I dig musicals, especially romantic ones. But this unmelodic singing really got on my nerves. I guess I need some structure to my music, not just characters speaking dialogue in a sing-song manner. I heard this film was a lot of the inspirational DNA for La La Land and is considered superior. Well, I thought La La Land was trash, but I hated this even more. As terrible as the musical numbers were in that film, at least it was actually a musical. Um, strong disagree on a lot of that. This yeah. is as musical as musical gets for a yes. start. Yeah. Um, the La La Land musical numbers are also very good. Yeah, so I good. don't, I don't know what that's about. Um, give me the opening number to La La Land over any song from West Side Story any day of the goddamn week, please. Uh, uh, Come on, that bit where they lift that the, the that door open on a lorry and there's like. Just a random band in there. Had <laughs> a great time. No, I like yeah. Again, get ready for get ready for the highlight video. Yeah. when he's really excited about that one moment. Yeah, um, all that dude doing a cool BMX flip. That's good. Anyway, I remember more about West Side Story, man. I do La La Land. Dear God, I don't remember anything except Maria. Maria. What no, we don't. We don't need to do it again. <laughs> what about what about a America? Ah, uh, yeah, that's the best song in that musical, actually. Yeah, I like oh. um, boy, boy, crazy boy. Yeah, stay that, cool. That, that song Got is much rocket. better in the Spielberg version. I could agree. I could agree. It's, it's yes. much better in the Spielberg version. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of those films where the original does it better than the remake. Mm. But there's a lot of the remake that does. It better than the original as well, I would say. I, I would much rather watch the Spielberg version than the original version, just generally of that whole movie. I think the Spielberg version is superior. Okay. Sorry to any West Side Story purists. <laughs> Apologies. To my mother. Yes. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Mrs. Fitchett. <laughs> just slagged off her favourite film. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Uh, yeah, and then the final review, half a star. Go on. Uh, Mary Ploplins had an umbrella. Right, well, that wins. <laughs> that's, that's, that's Hall of Fame in it, surely. Mary, Mary Ploplins. Ploplins. <laughs> I'm sorry, it says, fa- Ma- it says Mary Poplins, but... Yeah, perfect. But Mary Poplins had an umbrella. Yeah, fantastic. Does that, does that beat the um, Snyder Cut one? Yeah, because it's to the point as well. And I, I like, I appreciate how the Snyder Cut one took a way right turn for no reason, but <laughs> but, but Mary but, Poplins is, is no, that's oh, perfect. Actually, actually, I want to say it doesn't technically say Mary Poplins. It says Mary Poplins because it's got two R's. So that, Mary Poplins. So, Ma- so Mary. So Mary Poplins had an umbrella. Is that the Hall of Famer? That's a Hall of Famer because, and I'll say I can break down exactly why that's so good. What's yes, the criteria a, of, of, of Inhibition I, Hall of Fame? I can imagine a doughy-eyed idiot saying it and not realising that they've given the film half a star. 
right? For a, for a start, it's just, Mary Poppins had an umbrella, right? <laughs> Which is completely irrelevant to anything that's gone on in this film or what anything is. Just Second, it was a, mu- a musical with umbrellas of Cherbourg. Like, yeah. Mary, Mary, Mary Poppins had an umbrella. It's like, yeah, she did well done, mate. Good on you. And then the second point is obviously the misspelling. Makes it makes it infinitely better. So you know what? Good on that. That's that's a Hall of Famer for me. So shout out to Ed, who's the Hall of Famer. Good on uh, you, Ed. Ed. What are his favorite films? Uh, Ed's favorite films are uh, yes. from four to one. Um, Shrek. Nice. Um, RoboCop, the original. Fantastic. Cube. Cube. Do I know Cube? It's like a nineteen ninety seven like sci-fi horror flick. Ah, okay. Cool. And his num and his number one favorite film is Happy Gilmore. Good on him. Good for you, Ed. Well, <laughs> keep living keep oh, living your is, life, man. This is some uh, I'm I'm gonna re- see I'm looking at his recent activity here. Jesus Christ, I've just seen his <laughs> <laughs> I've seen his. I've just seen his account. He's 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 <laughs> he's ranked twenty films five stars. Um, he's ranked one film four and a half. All right. Eight films four stars. One mm. film three and a half. Okay. One film three. Mm-hmm. One film two and a half. No films two stars. Uh, one film, one and a half star. No films, one star. And he's ranked 27 films, <laughs> half a star. And one of the 20 films, he's rated five stars, Robbie. Yeah. I'm looking at his recent activity. And he <laughs> one of his five star reviews is Jackass 3. Yes, uh, good on him. With, with his review being Poop and Puke is Funny. And then the, uh, and then right next to that, he rated the French Dispatch half a star with his review. Didn't watch it. Plus, French people suck. Fuck Rudy Gobert. He also rewatched No Time to Die, giving it a half a star. With his re- with his review, I just want to say spoiler for No Time to Die, but he um, but he reviewed No Time to Die half a star, saying James Bond dies at the end. I just saved you three hours. So, um, <laughs> do you know what's the best part about that is? I would say that it, even though I like No Time to Die, I would say James Bond dying at the end is the most noteworthy part of the whole thing. He's not even <laughs> yeah. wrong. Because, but if if you are, I would say watch it anyway because just see how he dies. Oh, he get, yeah. my god, my god, he gets wiped out so fucking hard. It's so good. It, that, there's nothing left of that man. Yeah, that, Daniel that's... Daniel Craig was like, I don't want to get shot, so there's a possibility of just me maybe coming back one day. He's like, me. just fucking, just atomize me. I want, <laughs> I want to, I want to be a scorch mark on a pavement. <laughs> I never want to come back to this. So that was the Hall of Fame review, and I think we found a Hall of Fame just. Account. Yeah, good on him. Ed. Good for you, Ed. Which, uh, <laughs> hang on, hang on a minute, hang on. His, 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 the last bit I want to read of Ed is his, um, his location is, uh, mm. Planet Sheen and his, 
and his about me is fart <laughs> and his about me is farting and shitting every day with the cowabunga <laughs> emoji. <laughs> I could get hours of fun out of this guy. <laughs> this is brilliant. What's his? I'm trying to look at his profile picture. I can't even tell what it is. It looks like if it looks like Neo has got a load of plastic straws in his mouth. <laughs> so yeah. Um, uh, oh, and his username. So go go over to his account if you really want to just yeah. really proper entertain yourself. Just go to letterbox.com slash edmungus. Nice. Not even, not even clever. No, just Edmungus. Yeah. Um, and with that being said, we'll move on to the outro of this episode. Uh, and <laughs> that, you know what? I was thinking once again, you know how like the negative letterbox review segment is always, it, it always ends up getting on the chopping block and there's always just yeah, so one it... moment that goes, ah, <laughs> we're keeping it. Yeah. I, I was thinking that because I was like, oh, the last few haven't been great with this. Is, am I just, mm. just going to have to cut this again? Yeah, Ed, Ed Mungus saved it. You've been, Ed, it's been saved by Ed Mungus again. That that segment of the show is constantly on the ropes. <laughs> it's constantly getting the ten count, but it's so, always, somehow it's, it's it keeps always, getting back up. <laughs> whenever we have like conversations about stuff within the podcast, Robert, I'm always the one saying to you, "Don't know about this segment." Like, and you're always <laughs> like, "No, Oscar, no, just because no, someone always comes back and saves it every time." And I'm like, oh, okay, that, that I was like, okay, yeah, that was worth it. That was yeah. worth it. Again, I'll always remember too much jungle for the uh, apocalypse <laughs> now. Yeah. And and what was it? Uh not uh, not good mustaches or something yeah, like, like that. Yeah, like bad mustaches or something. <laughs> oh, so good. There's some good ones, and I'll collect the Hall of Famers and we'll revisit them to like almost just like remind us. That's a good yes. reminder of like why the negative letterbox segments is always a good one, I think. But yeah. anyway, um, Oh, do you remember one of, oh, one of my favorite ones? I just, re- <laughs> just on. remember it was again. I can't remember verbatim, but it was from Spirited Away, and I'm not sure if you remember this one, Robbie. One of the reviews was like, <laughs> "My neighbor had this blasting oh my god on the yeah. background while having sex, and then it ended with one of them going like, was that Chinese?'" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just all he, it's just imagining this guy sat in his bed and all he can hear is the faint muffled noises of someone having sex and every now and again something and from Spirit away. away. And he's just sat there like, oh, this is awful. And then and at the end, just, like- was that Chinese? <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> like, I like the thought of someone just logging a film, not because they watched it, but they heard someone, like their neighbor blast They, they heard it. someone else watching it. Uh, whilst they were having a horrific night. <laughs> yeah. Oh, brilliant. Uh, but yeah, so th- this week's was Umbrella Sharebog. Next week, Robbie, I need, yes. to remem- I need to remember say I need to remember to say the film, the correct film, because this is the one that one of the ones that we changed. Uh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, this one, next week, Robbie, this is the episode that we need to go through with our challenge of not to swear, because my mum gave us the challenge. So okay. my, my mum will be watching next week's episode. And in anticipation nice. for for the in, in anticipation for the Andrew Dominic film, Blonde, mm-hmm. uh, about Marilyn Monroe, which is coming out yes. next week on Netflix, uh, we yes. are going to be talking about a Marilyn Monroe film. We are talking about the seven-year itch is the name of the film. Nice. And I've never seen this film. 
I know it's a Billy Wilder film, uh, which was also like some, which was also some like it hot. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a big Billy Wilder fan, and I know it's Marilyn Monroe. And the only thing I know about this film is this is the one with the great and the skirt. Oh right, okay. And I know well, that's no- very iconic, isn't it? Lit- literally, I know nothing else about the film. <laughs> so oh, okay, cool. That's so exciting. It'll be it'll be an interesting one. We're both in the same boat with this one, Robbie. We know. Oh, yeah. No, I don't know anything. Nothing, but we're, we're we're discussing the film where Marilyn Monroe has a skirt blown up. Yeah. So that that's next week in anticipation for the Anadarmas film, which I'm looking forward to. Um, mm. Nearly three hours that film. I think it's like a. It's Is a it long, really? It's like two hours and forty. I think. Yeah. And a seventy. All I know is as well, it's like NC-17. I think I, I think Anadarmas is like, yeah, it's so confusing. <laughs> why, why? Oh, really? Yeah, it's like, it's, apparently, it's like NC-17, and then everyone involved in the film are like, but why? <laughs> like, oh, okay. So, That's interesting. So, yeah. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, The Seven Year Itch is next year's film. And uh, I want to say this. I just want to lead in to the Lewis segment now. Oh, yeah. I, I already know what it is. He's 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 told me about it. So all oh, I'm God. gonna say all I'm gonna say is Robbie uh Lewis, uh, it's your time to retort to Robbie's comments. Oh no. So I want to uh uh cue the diss track. That's brilliant. It's I not, can't even. I'll say now it wasn't okay. I'll say now it's not as it's not as high. It's not as the high point. Is all I'm <laughs> saying. Sorry, Lewis. I I don't remember what I even said to him last week. No, it's not even in specific. It's just just it's just me, just me it's, generally. It, it's just it's just a general Robbie diss track. <laughs> um, oh, fantastic. Uh, so thank you for that, Lewis. I might have to get you uh, next week to explain uh, the lyrics to said diss track. Oh, uh, don't. You don't no, have to. No, because I don't get it. I don't get oh, it. So that's oh, what okay. I mean. I don't, I don't understand the joke. Oh. So thank you, okay, Lewis. Well, but, I'm but, very curious about this. But thank you. But please tell mm. me. Uh, yeah. Or you can fit it into this if you really want to as well. We can have another segment if you want. Like another yeah. section right now if you want to give a little explanation now my name's Lewis and I I've got no idea what I was on about I've just been silly really just having a bit of fun you know like uh, you know I don't really you know uh, yeah why'd you make a really generic Geordie I don't know it went a bit um, Peter Beardsley in the end (laughs) hey I'm on I like (laughs) I was just a Jamaican. Um, <laughs> no, it's shit, it's shit. <laughs> but anyway, that's been yeah. this week's intermission. Uh, it's been a, it's been a nice, uh, a nice one. I'll put it that way. It it's has been, been a, a nice one, yeah. yeah a ni- I've a enjoyed nice, myself. Nice late night one. Next week we're talking about the seven year itch, 
Um, yes. So, yeah. Uh, thank you all for watching and listening. Remember to, remember to uh, uh, su- subscribe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> subscribe. Are, we, are we doing proper YouTuber things now? Subscribe. Remember, and, the, remember oh, no. to smash that like button. <laughs> <laughs> remember to smash the subscribe <laughs> button. And yeah. tickly, 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 tickly the like button. <laughs> yeah, man. R- make sure you turn on notifications for when we next upload. Which is next week. Etc. Yeah, uh, it's every Saturday. <laughs> because I know, hey, I know most of most of you who watch this isn't subscribed. So just, just, just go subscribe. God, that, come on, come on, lads. It, it's not hard, it. is it? Just do it. And, uh, with Jesus. That, with that being said, Robbie, sign us out. Uh, to, to now, everyone. Tati, bye. <laughs>